the Fan Freaks Podcast, number 75. You're listening to the show where we freak out about our favorite movies, games, comics, and any media in between. This is George the Bone King speaking, and I'm joined by... Agent the masterful dude of doodliness, the face that runs the place, the host with the most, and we are joined by... <laughs> Dr. Rude Ramos. MD. Yes, indeedy. Alrighty, welcome everybody to the show. How's everyone doing? I kind of want to say the MD one time, but also, uh, Bone King, I have a bone to pick with you. Oh dear, you just got here. Like, what? What is your? What is your problem? What happened? Uh, on last week's show, you didn't mention me at all. Yes, but I the week did. Before, no, see, I Jin, mentioned you. What the fuck did I say? I said this was going to happen. <laughs> Let's stop what we're talking about and mention Adrian. <laughs> If you if you were to keep listening to that episode, you'd find like halfway through our fucking talking tears, I go stop everything. We didn't mention the dude. Mm-hmm. Wow, it took you a fucking hour and a half. By the way, that was a long ass episode. Yeah, well, there was, was a, lot. a long episode. Fallout is a very large uh, game. We could just leave it at that. Right, right. I mean, I don't think there's ever been a talking tears that was little. You know, now that you think about it, I'm pretty sure all of them are, like, pretty extensive, just because we feel like it's always comparing and contrasting with different letters and shit. But uh, not only do I have a bone to pick with you, don't worry, Dr. Rude, <laughs> daddy. Step step on me, daddy. Um, oh I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't have any bones to pick with him, but uh, Cody of Robots Don't Age... Uh, go fuck yourself. You know, you can't because... you can't just make <laughs> statements like go fuck yourself with no fucking like Let me explain. Okay. This son of a bitch buys Hunt Showdown. He gets on for three <laughs> games and then never plays it again. Yeah, who would fucking get the game and not play it? That who would do that? Yeah, that would I be wonder. so terrible. What's your uh, what's no, your hunter level, George? visibly sweating uh you want to hear a funny story though really quick before we get into the the actual show topic and the actual fucking show i i actually played a little bit by myself just to sort of like you know let me Uh dip in there and see what it's like but i think what i played was like you know when you put a game in and it's not fully downloaded yet and you just are playing like the husk that it is before you get all Uh like the updates and patches i was playing as like this weird no running animation like invisible like a gun was in my hand with no hands it was like a broken ass version of the game and i'm like is this what everyone likes yeah that's weird it was really bizarre. I kind of wish I recorded. Was it. that was that was that tutorial or a quick play or what? It was in the tutorial because it gives you like a uh, an enemy to fight as like a tutorial thing. And I was like, bro, I can't see my hands. There's no like, I don't know where any prompts are. I can't see my ammo counter. What the fuck's going on? Then I when I replayed the game like just to do that little opening segment again because I gave up. I finished it. I'm like, oh, everything's fine now. <laughs> ah. Good old Crytek. Yeah, less Anyway, learned. today's a special episode. Yes, today's... <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> today's actually a very special episode. We're going to be doing a fan freak... Not fan freak. <laughs> We're going to be doing a Freaky Five of best DC movies. So I know I, I like to talk shit about DC movies, so this will be my chance to, to say a few nice things. <laughs> I bet on your list, number one is Catwoman, because that's the one you keep mentioning. You shut your mouth. Time. Stop spoiling all of my list, okay? Don't mention how all of them are Catwoman. Anyway, let's go to our recents, Dr. Rude. <laughs> okay, all right. Yeah, all right, dude. Uh, Rude, what you got for me? 
<laughs> oh, I'm going first. <laughs> Shit. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. The dude just threw you under the bus. You have to go first now. Uh, cool. Uh, that's unfortunate because the reality is not a hell of a lot. Like, really. <laughs> it was Haven't fate. been up to anything new. Other than, I don't know. I think I already mentioned that Far Cry, uh, not Far Cry 4, that uh, Just Cause 4. I've been playing that. Uh, I'm disappointed five? in it. Five? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. I just downloaded Doom Eternal, so I haven't even gotten to touch that yet. Oh, here's something technically recent. I technically have jumped back into 76, Fallout 76. Okay, why the specification of technically? I mean, because, yeah, I'm back in it. It's just, like, I don't know if I'm in it, like, for the long haul again. You get me? Like, <laughs> there's one thing right now that I'm interested in, and once that loses its shiny, I don't know if I'll if I'll stay in it. You get me? Yeah, I mean, because I, so, I was going to say, you were already in there. So, like, it's something listen, had to make you leave. Listen, listen, it just, it let's got, be honest. Yeah. Seven, 76 is that old girl at the end of the bar who, like, is 76 years old. <laughs> and no, nothing else is, like, there ready for you. Your hand is a little hurt. And you're like, might as well whip out the old girl. And she's like, come on, pretty boy. As you she's know. constantly morphing into the bodysuit that isn't there. Like the power armor. She's just yeah. becoming that exoskeleton. And then, <laughs> and then the mask comes off. I'm sorry. The false knot Max comes off and it's Todd Howard. Oh, God. And he's whispering just to you in the bathroom. <laughs> right. And he's just telling you, buy, buy Fallout first again. First, you need the stash box. Change. You need the atoms. Experience. You need... <laughs> anyway, uh, James, what about Fallout 76 is drawing you back? So, okay, one of my favorite things to do in 76 is to build my camp. Like, I like to just see how far I can manipulate the rules of building to make something cool that maybe the game didn't intend or whatever. So right. they just added, uh, what do they actually call them? They're bunkers, right, Adrian? Sh shelters. NPCs? Shelters, thank you. <laughs> no, they've had, they had NPCs. Um, they added shelters, which are like your own instance, like separate cell of the, of the map that's like an underground bunker that you can now decorate and organize to your liking. And oh. it's like a huge expansion to the total area that you have to build in the game. So it's like you basically can have your own bases now. It's like the Hearthfire DLC for Skyrim. Well, you've always been steroids. able to have your own bases, but now your bases have underground bunkers and those underground bunkers aren't part of the main map. They're their own instances which means the game can allot you more resources because it's an instance. It's not sharing bandwidth with other players unless huh. they go into your instance. Uh, so as a result, you, you're allowed a lot more freedom, which is really cool. And it still um, plays like Fallout 76. It's not like it switches to Fallout Shelter when you're down there or anything. No, 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 no. It's still Fallout 76. It's just you get your own little chunk of server where you can, like, you know, drop some cool rooms and build an arena or whatever the fuck you want to do. Is this like customizable chalice dungeons in Bloodborne? Uh, a little bit. Not quite, but like, you can think of it that way. I'm just trying to think like things separated from the game world that's specific yeah. to you. That's very interesting. Actually, it's a great improvement, yeah. all things considered. No, it is. It's, it's really cool. And like I said, it was enough to bring me back to the game uh, and made me remember how frustrating it is to look for certain materials. That but uh, yeah. And uh, but other than that, really, like it's just been like 
hunt and that and critical role and that's pretty much it <laughs> nice nice i gotta watch critical role everyone says that's their favorite so critical role is a very divisive thing though george because you get a bunch of like old hat D and D people who are just like oh critical role who are just pretty much don't like it because it's popular, uh, <laughs> you know hipsters. No, that's not. It's not <laughs> it's, it's, they're just contrarians, really, for the most part. D and D hipsters. That's that's a like. Whole don't get me wrong. Human. You you don't have to think that like Matt Mercer and his crew are like the end all be all, but like today, for example, today I was in a Facebook thread because someone wrote an article because recently the the the. The Critical Role team was on uh, NPR. Mm-hmm. Uh, and someone said the royal family of D&D was on NPR as like the title for their post. A bunch of people were like, oh, the royal family? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I mean, who Factually is Factually speaking. Like- <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, fine. If you're going to say that, then who is the royal family? Yeah. Because factually speaking, no other D&D group has done more for D in D and D and for D and D than Critical Role. Period. But even if in that regard, if you're gonna come in here trying to like not sabotage but deconstruct and say nope, that's not what it is, and have no like answer for yourself on top of that, you're just yeah, being exactly. reductive, and that's kind of it. Exactly. Because yeah. yeah, like no, other, I I can't think of any other group that started as just a home game, not affiliated to Wizards of the Coast at all. And now their campaign setting is in Wizards of the Coast canon for D and D. Yeah, that's I, impressive. No one that's that's no one has done that. Like it's not a thing that anyone else has done. No uh, one has that, that uh, accolade. So yeah, I think calling them the royal family of D and D is perfectly fitting. Uh, so yeah, Critical Role, Hunt Showdown, Fallout seventy six. Pretty sure that's it. I'll probably remember some while you guys are talking. <laughs> Great. Well, well, we'll be saying our reasons. Thank you very much. Uh, but, so, but, on that note, Bone King, what's up with you? <laughs> I was going to mention that Paul Mercer is Leon, by the way. Um, huh? He, he's Paul, Paul Mercier, Paul Mercier, whatever his name is. He's in Critical Role. Matt Ro- Mercer? Yeah, uh, no, wait. Matt, Matt Mercer is Leon. Yeah. Oops. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Matt Mercer is Leon and I think RE4 yes. and 6. Uh-huh. So it's pretty impressive. No I'm shit. just saying, like, if there wasn't anything else for them to be like popular for. Oh, I mean, no, they're all. They, I mean, actor. the whole cast is full of just like amazing voice actors. Like that's what they are. Yeah. So I I have my own connection to them. But anyway, let's mm-hmm. go ahead and go uh, to my recents. Yes. So um, first thing above everything, I wrote this down just so that I wouldn't forget because you know we got to celebrate this shit. Uh, Jim Sterling put out a new uh, video of the Jimquisition. Where he officially kind of, you know, revealed or because he kind of was talking about it for several episodes, but you know, people aren't gonna pay attention to the extra shit at the end of the episode. And he came he came out as non-binary. And he actually came out like with his with his persona and how he feels he wants to be. And it, it it's perfect. And I wanna just celebrate that. I wish to celebrate cool. the christening of James Stephanie Sterling because that's fantastic. And I wanna support that shit. Everyone should feel I comfortable mean, being who you are. Uh, I still not don't only like that, them. But well, that's a whole other. Yeah, that's the, you could appreciate someone being happy. Yeah, yeah. With no, like I said, like, I'm very happy for them. I still don't like them, but I'm very happy for them. Well, maybe uh, now you'll I like. Them. <laughs> maybe now you'll like them. Uh, on on uh, a man, I forget was was trying to flirt with uh, Stephanie Sterling. Yeah, which I thought was funny. That's I mean, yeah, like uh, 
Stephanie was talking about it on her YouTube uh, on the Jimquisition was like, oh, uh, an older man flirted with me and asked me if I needed help. So there you go. I could get I could get dick. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, good for you. It was just like, yeah, being your true self and then people like not making a big deal and just you know it's just everyone yeah. being free it's like i i'm having trouble describing it cuz it just feels so fucking like common sense to me yeah. i hope i'm making sense like it's like no, I let people be people like why would you, what yeah. yeah but we're we're the right crowd to talk about that <laughs> you can't talk the wrong crowd won't understand it doesn't make sense to them mm-hmm. Sure, sure. And yeah, everyone who listens to the show is pretty fucking open-minded and cool and chill and shit. I just wanted to get I that out of the way. I fucking hope so. Yeah, no, and we will <laughs> we'll fucking, I'll fucking get into Twitter fistfights. You'll catch these tweeting hands. I don't give a fuck. But um, no, I just wanted to christen that really quick because in celebration. Uh, now on to my, the things I've actually played and, and watched. Um, first things first, I was playing uh, a game called The Forest. Um, I'm sure. Yes, a lot of people... finally. Okay. Yes. So you you know the forest. I've talked uh, about the forest on the show, motherfucker. Oh yeah, you did, didn't you? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, it was me and Team BBC. We did like a, a blind the forest run. Uh, as you could tell, it was essentially monkeys with typewriters. It was just fucking us smacking random things, drinking poisonous water, eating random berries. It, you know, it was good that we didn't have someone guiding us, just because it was just better content that way. Um, uh, I wish I had a computer that could run the forest. I want to play with you guys. You know, a lot of people like this game. Like, we were getting so many, like, comments from people like, holy shit, this is making me want to re-download the game. Re-download the game. And it's like, I guess. I didn't I didn't know this game was that popular. It's a great game. I'm yeah. super excited about the sequel. So, no one's told me why this is bad yet, but uh, Barb, um, one of the members of Team BBC, and also the fucking... Um, What's it called? Musician, fucking composer of the Fan Freaks theme. Uh, he killed the first cannibal. Uh-huh. Uh, like, we were just, they do, they weren't attacking us at first, and I noticed right. that. And I was like, what are they doing? And then Barb went, oh, fuck you! <laughs> I just smacked him in the face with an axe. And then they all started going ape shit. and I just was like, okay, I guess we're, we're fucking enemies now. Whatever. So one way or another, the cannibals were going to start attacking you regardless after okay. a while. But that, but it's it takes a long time unless you go ahead and smack them. As soon as you hit them, <laughs> the cannibals are on you now, and now they're gonna start hunting for you and looking for you. That's hilarious because we yeah we were getting cannibals every night, but they were just kind of our food. <laughs> like when you kill them, you're able to remove limbs and whatnot. And I didn't even want to yeah. do it. I just wanted to put fish on the grill. And if you keep mashing F, it just goes to your, you know, human your, meat. Yep. So I yep, just yep, put yep. one of those on the so, Barbie. And I guess now we have bones to build my house with. There you go. So, so, so the cannibals were the friends that we made along the way. Pretty much. I, I have no idea how we go from talking about Talking Tears and how I'm a giant cannibal in Fallout games to playing the forest and being like dealing with cannibals again. Can cannibals uh-huh. leave me alone, please? It's kind of getting weird. Okay, You can't not, say cannibals leave you alone when you're the cannibal, George. It was a one-time thing. I got better. You just talked about eating an arm in the forest. It was not my choice. And, I was not And I using looking. bones to build the building. Well, it's a I'm the bone king and it's a decorative accent. Anyway, 
it's a fun game. I can't wait to get back into it. Um, uh, you guys should. Uh, you need to uh, try to get close to the beach. Yes. Because you got to kill some sea turtles. Yeah, actually, that was my first thing. I said we should make okay. our base somewhere close to the beach just because, A, we won't have, like, a, a back turn to where the cannibals can come and right. rush us from, and B, fucking water, and I, I didn't know if we could purify it at that point, but something like that. Um, well, in any case, what, you need, what you need is to kill the sea turtles, so you can, and then you can use their shells as rainwater collectors. Oh, I made one of those. I haven't been able to harvest it because I have no idea how, but, but I made one of those, yeah. It's rain? You need, you need a canteen, yeah. You need to fucking wait for rain? Yeah. You can't, like, sterilize water by boiling it or anything? Not really, no. God damn. All right, the forest. Let's see what you got. Anyway, moving on. I got more things to talk about. Um, I played uh, Yakuza 7 again. Uh, the game is fantastic, like always. Um, one thing that I noticed that is kind of like a Trouble in Paradise thing, it's not so much a bad thing, but I feel like the class system could be a little bit better. You have like eight classes, and they feel like you could burn through learning all of their abilities pretty fast. Um, and like, what, my complaint is that I want more content? Like, obviously I like it. But, um, like, for example, James, you played a lot of RPGs. Let's say you're in a Yarp. mage class, right? And at some, actually, no, let's reverse that. You're in a physical class, like you're a warrior or something like that. Most of your damage is is sourced to your attack stat. Does it make sense that around, like, level 35, you learn a massive magic fire ability? No, not really. It's like, what stat is this supposed to work with? Yeah, it's uh, a bit strange. Yeah, so it's like there's some classes that do that, where it's like, why would you make me go through this entire class to learn an ability that would only be good for mages? Like, I, I don't know, it's bizarre. Um, moving on, uh, I didn't have any movies because I actually just didn't watch a lot of movies. I just had, um, I'm going to replace that with music. I'm going to bring up two songs or two artists, really. One is Bill Wirtz. I don't know if anyone here has Oh seen... my God. Oh my God. Yes. So you know Bill yes. Wirtz. Yes. Fuck yeah, dude. Fucking history of Japan, history of the world. Yeah. I'm a real piece of garbage. Garbage. <laughs> He does all these little jingles. I love him to death. It's like, how about I do anyway? I, he's fantastic. Yeah. And it turns out he has a music career, too. And the best way I'd describe it is like a fusion of the prog, like the prog aspects of Deer Hunter and Owl City. The, huh. No one? Dude. Yeah, okay. I'm like, does anyone even know these fucking bands? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't. I was just trying that's... to like imagine what that sounds like in my head. Because you take, like, the optimistic kind of, like, playful lyrics of Owl City. You look at my lightning bugs and sit on a field of stars or whatever the fuck. You know what I mean? Like, uh -huh. it takes those kind of lyrics and <laughs> makes it more proggy. It's so fucking weird. I actually kind of dig it. Um, so, yeah, check out Bill Wirtz. Another and the last thing on my recents is going to be Glass Beach. Um, it's a band called Glass Beach. They're the, the song that I got addicted to is called Yoshi's Island. I am never gonna understand Um, 
Um, and what? In case you're wondering what why it's called Yoshi's Island, the, literally the only connection is at the very end of the song, they recreate one of the little like jingles from Yoshi's Island. That's literally the That's only it? thing they rep they replicate. The rest of the song is this gorgeous, tightly composed, like very catchy melody, relatable lyrics. I, I really got I dude, I was so good. Like I, I was listening to this song and I'm like, I would love to share this with people as much as I can, but I'm scared because I have to like trigger warning that it has punk vocals. <laughs> I didn't know that was a bad thing. Like, yeah. I didn't think it was either, but people will literally just be like, no, I had to stop listening because he sang like this. It really hurts. Yeah, I, I don't, don't think know. that's bad. Anyway, check it out. The, Glass the Beach. Worst, uh, the, wor the worst vocals I've ever heard in any fucking band or any music really was like metalcore and shit like that. Fucking dying fetus. And I was like hooking up with this with one girl one time, and she was like, "Bro, the fucking lyrics." And I'm like, "You can understand this." <laughs> it's weird. How the, with, how with, the yeah, it's weird with death metal, only because it's it's not like that's one of the genres that isn't focused on vocals so much as it's building an atmosphere a lot of the time. So I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's just, it it just it just really fucking annoys me. Like, oh, bro, the <laughs> lyrics are so deep. And like Pablo Francisco said it best where it's like, it's Cookie Monster, you know, <laughs> it's like a fucking Cookie Monster was singing a metal band. But, but with a and galloping, you know, guitar and some, you know, intense double kick drums. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Like, I'll just, I'll, I'll just stay in the thrash metal area for metal. Yo, but, thrash is good. I'm, but, <laughs> I'm all about Viking punk. metal. Thank you very much. Oh, look okay, at you. Okay, but Viking metal, can, can, can I understand Viking metal? Is there like vocals? Like, yeah. can you understand the lyrics? I mean, yeah, it kind of sounds like that a little bit. It's good. I, I've actually okay, listened to some of that. They're not the Swedish chef, George. <laughs> I can't replicate it very well. It's the only Birdie, hurdy, derverder. Cheeky in the metal band. Hey, he, he, I would buy an album with him as the lead. Are you kidding? 100%. But uh, I'm afraid that's all I got for reasons. Uh, who's up next? Finally, me. Sorry about that. I dude. have so many oh, because, no. uh, you know, a week off. Uh, so I did something I, I rarely do. I should do more of. And that was uh, watch, but I rather should say critique uh, Bone King's Let's Play of Resident Evil 3 Remake. Oh, gosh. Because he, he was uh, rude. I want you to understand while he was while I was watching it, he was releasing it like Every weekend, like a two-part mm -hmm. every weekend. It was weekend. an ongoing series for him. <laughs> right. No, you release like two for one, two in a weekend, and then the following week, three, four, and then five, six, and then seven. Yes. In that, the middle of the week. That is a scheduled. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm watching it. And I'm like messaging him like, why the fuck did you do that? Why the fuck did you do that? And why the fuck did you not combine the herbs to get the the ammo? I, I was criticizing him there. And then I was like, oh, no, fuck it. Let me be a friend and criticize him on YouTube comments. Yeah. <laughs> Just so every, everyone could see how much I'm criticizing him. And I'm, I'm all for that. Nice. I love that. Like, I love <laughs> responses to my videos and him critiquing what I do. Now, here's herein lies the rub, though. If you don't include a time code, 
Uh, I'm not gonna know which grenades I missed in the fucking two hours of my video. Yeah, that's on me. That's on me. Uh, um, but uh, it was fun. It was fun to watch you uh, stress. I was trying to count how many times you open your inventory and how many times you open the no. map, but I lost yeah, count. Yeah, dude, you, if this was a drinking uh, game, you'd uh, die. Yeah, I I definitely die. Uh <laughs> I don't know why you keep doing it, but that's fine. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just need to reaffirm what I have. I, I don't know. It's just like I, I feel confident in what I have, and the minute I get out of my inventory, I'm like, wait, am I confident in what I have? Uh, what's interesting, though, is Rude, out of all three of us, he's the only one that does, like, no damage runs. Yeah. Like, I, I'd rather take damage yeah. to save the ammo. But this motherfucker's like, I guess, full up on first aid sprays and herbs at the end of the game. But James, is this your first, like, would you do those no damage runs on your first time through? Uh, if I don't own the game, yes. Okay. Because, like, I, I I, respect. So remember, Go ahead. Uh, dude is my video game sugar daddy. That's very true. So since I only have a limited time playing the game, I want to get my personal achievement in the game, which is to beat the game without taking damage. So if I don't own the game, then it's going to be my first playthrough. If I do own I the mean, game, uh, then no, absolutely not. But I mean, I'm, I'm not blockbuster. I'm not going to fucking charge you late fees. No, but you had other people anyway. that wanted to borrow it because you are blockbuster you know and you rent it to multiple people and there's a waiting list. <laughs> they can fucking wait. He's just Netflix. You take, right? <laughs> Everything's you. Yeah. Rude. You yeah. take priority. Aww. Fuck them all. But but in any case, um, I just want to mention though because um, you were talking about this being like what you do on your first playthroughs. Like I respect that. That's that's intense, and I, I, I it takes a lot of dedication like to to reset every time you take damage. I just I cannot see me doing it the first time I play. Maybe maybe well, a third. And also, I knew specifically with like the remakes that they were kind of short games, mm-hmm. so that was also kind of my way of like edging. Oh God, okay. <laughs> like making it last longer. You know what I mean? I, I suppose, I guess my way of edging is crawling through it and, like, looking at all the environments for an extra 30 minutes, hence why my videos are so long. See, I have plenty of time to do that because I've reset so many times. Jesus. I, that's, <laughs> that's intense. You know, I respect it, but that's intense. <laughs> What's up next? Only to go back to, to last week's uh, episode, episode 74 of the Fan Freaks podcast, where you guys were talking about the shitty Resident Evil showcase that I couldn't talk about. Yeah. Really quick, I just wanted to say two things. Uh, Vinny, uh, love you. At Leisurely Vinny on Twitter, love you, even though you try to take over the show from us. Um, hostile. Well, well, from me. <laughs> yeah, he is hostile. Hostile takeover. Um, f- fucking, he mentioned about sexy mods. There is a Mr. X sexy mod where he's in a thong. Yes. So I just want to bring no, that he up. he brought that up. Uh, <laughs> in oh, he show. did? He brought... He brought uh, no, he just brought up, like, a nemesis. I'm talking about Mr. X from oh, 2. Oh, you're so right. Mr. X got one, too. Yep. Yeah, he was Ricardo Milos, because every time <laughs> he would appear, his song would come on, you know? And also, to go to Dr. Rude, yes, she is 10 feet tall, but canonically speaking, she is uh, Lady Dumi. Dumitresca. Right? Uh-huh. Dumitresca is so Dumi uh, canonically, she is taller than Nemesis. Both nice. Both original 
and a remake. And Nemesis. Nemesis. Like that true? Oh Holy my shit! God. Really? Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm new so Nemi is <laughs> is like nine feet one inch, and she's over ten feet. <laughs> All right. Nice. Like I, I'm, I'm so shocked at the type of information everyone's getting on a character we know like nothing about. It's like, what's her bus size next? I'm sure someone's already fucking did a game theory the video H, on it. The calculation is triple H, it, which is really funny. I thought, I thought it was double. I was off. You might H. be right. Uh, my God. Um, but, speaking of H's, my next one. I finished Hunter Hunter, or so I thought. Apparently, they only have four seasons of it on Netflix, and now I have to watch the rest of the seasons or arcs on Crunchyroll. Oh, God. Yep. But but that's shonen for you. Also, this isn't really shonen. Like, the beginning is shonen as shit. Later on, we get into, like, weird blood and pedophilia. It's fucking weird. Wait, whoa, whoa. Um, pedophilia in an anime? Are you yeah. sure? Yeah. I, I, One of the villains. And it would be absolutely ridiculous if they were related or they were brothers, sisters or anything. No, no. It was just this clown villain who was checking out the two little boys of the show. Wait, so Defiler from Spawn? Wow. I I, I haven't heard Defiler from Spawn in ages. Well, when you said creepy pedo clown, you mean, beside from John oh, Wayne that's Gacy. Violator. <laughs> that's Violator. Oh, whatever. That's you know Violator, what I mean. right? Wait, is there another character called Defiler too? Not that I know. Yeah, of. but isn't there? Yeah. Isn't that one of the fallen angels that spawn fights or some shit? Not that I know of. Well, I meant Violator. Oh, fuck, I meant John Leguizamo the clown. Yeah. yeah. All right. Spawny, <laughs> Spawny. He's our man. Um, D, yeah, e, that D, fucking, dead. Uh, that that fucking clown is really weird. He gets like really orgasmic when he looks at into the boy's eyes when they have determination. He's like, I can't wait to break your spirit. I'm like, Ugh. dude, that is weird as fuck. And like, Get he'll some. even, we ha we even had like a POV shot of him checking out the little boy's asses while they're walking in front of him. And they're like, hey, you go first. Cause they <sighs> notice him checking them out. And I'm like, this is a shonen, right? Or is this like, what is this? Look, if Naruto, what am I can, have, if Naruto can have Orichimaru, I think it, it, we've done this before, you know? I, I don't know. I didn't watch Naruto. Um, <laughs> Orichimaru essentially like grooms Sasuke. Sasuke or whatever. Oh, oh that's... Oh, fuck. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Golden Girls. I'm in the middle of season four, and I didn't know this shit, but uh, Sophia gets married in, in the middle of season four. Spoilers for like two episodes, and wow, then we never talk about spoilers. him Spoilers. We never talk about that guy again. Uh, Fallout 76 playing with uh, James and Liz. Nice. Um, Liz has been like knee deep. Uh, Liz Oak. She's been knee deep on that shit. Uh, Scott, shout out to Scott. Also plays, but not as much. Well, really um, quick, since we're shouting out, let's go ahead and shout the boys out. Because we know the fact that we got Scott listening. We got Scrap listening. We got uh, Frothy Walrus listening. We got my sister Cheyenne oh. listening. So, uh, uh, thank you guys so much. You have to understand, Scott, they were frothing at the mouth to get those shout Yes, they out. were. Oh, my God. Uh, Scott <laughs> actually wants to listen to James and Vinny do Star Wars. Oh, God. I tried, yeah. to, I tried yeah. to fucking organize I that shit. <laughs> I actually, I think that's the first ever request. 
<laughs> oh shit, maybe. I've, Other than someone I've, requesting I've, that we make a whole show of just our recents. <laughs> yeah, that too. Oh, that too. Um, but yeah, shout out to uh, Frothy, Cheyenne. Hi, Cheyenne. I remember the one time we played DC deck build together. Yeah. Um, if we're gonna Frothy and Scrap. I mean, so you already mentioned well, that person who was wanted us to do, um, or who was happy with our recents. Shout outs to Lindsay, just real quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, shout out to Cody and CJ of Robot Stone Age. That's why I said, go fuck yourself, Cody. You know, James, you said at some point it was like, I want to get to the point where we have too many people to shout out. Yeah, and I was that, like, that's the no, goal. that'll never happen. And I'm like, what the fuck? We actually have people to shout out. Uh, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, now I played Hunt as well, and obviously last week I wasn't on the show. I was in North Carolina. So what did I do? I whipped out and dusted off the Vita and the Switch. Well, more the Vita needed some dusting. I played uh, OG Resi Two. Nice. I got a B rank. I sent it to to George here so he could critique me. <laughs> Uh, and I started again Parasite Eve 2 because I missed it so um, then when the Vita died I was playing Animusha on the Switch man Whoa. that game holds up and here's something that's weird the Switch has a trophy system for that game <laughs> what? yeah like you get little it's, they don't even they don't call it trophies obviously because that's like trademarked by PlayStation right but it's like this. it's like this weird a checkmark thing that'll show up when you do stuff and it pops in exactly like a trophy like it like it has the little while you're playing the game uh, in the upper left corner you know trophy unlocked but it, they call it extra unlocked i don't know what the fuck uh but whatever i was like wait a minute you this is the first time I've ever seen Switch having, Nintendo having something like that. It's just weird because Onimusha, um, like, on the PS4 has the trophy system with the PS4. It has no, like, you know, missionless thing that, that Nintendo games like to do as, like, their replacement trophies. And then uh, uh, Bone King and I, we were talking about the shitty uh, survival horror ripoffs, and I bought one for $5 on the Switch. It's so fucking janky. <laughs> Holy shit. It's called Outbreak the new nightmare uh, <laughs> i may have that game on pc by the way it is fucking bad <laughs> uh, i could have told you that whatever um man it was five dollars and it has an inventory system but the slots were enough. four yeah are you fucking serious what am i gonna do with four slots bro fuck you and the melee weapons suck listen um, listen if you're creative enough you can do a lot with four slots <laughs> so uh, that's it. So that's it for my recents. I remembered another recent. Oh, of course he did. What's up? Uh, At least he waited until I was done. He's wait. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. I've mentioned that uh, JoJo and I are on mm. the journey to get to the finale of Supernatural. Nice. Yes. Uh, so we just finished season thirteen. Thirteen. Oh, you're so close. I you're know. so close. Uh, I'd like to say I really like the ending of that season. But I really wish they wouldn't have tried to do the wire work that they did for the final fight of that season. Because it was real bad. Wire Real, work. real bad. Yeah, like stunt work, like on wires. They had two characters that were flying. And these two characters fought each other. And it looked janky. Like, they were clearly just dudes hanging from wires. Like, it didn't like, look 
action figures Flying. smacking against each other. Yeah, no exactly. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly no, that, what it that happens like. a lot with like see a lot of like CG fights like that. They try to be the Matrix and it never works. Right. No, but this it, it looked like they're just like on. It looked exactly like what it is, which is they're just two dudes on wires smacking into each other. But. <laughs> Good wire work. It's not supposed to look like that, you know. No, right, right. No, for sure. Uh, I'm just also, surprised they even do that. This is very recent. Good. Uh, I just opened uh, Cheyenne's Christmas present that she sent me. Uh, I got it in the mail, We're and I just opened it, and it's a heat-changing D and D mug with the beholder on the front of it, and I'm in love with it, and it's beautiful. And thank you, Cheyenne. Oh, that's super neat. Aw. Now you so can cool. have more things crowding you as you play D and D. Yeah. Decorative. Uh, should we get Should we get on to news? I've got some news. Uh, I've got one news. I can knock it out really fast. Do it. Okay. So, um, unfortunately, we have a little bit of bad news, and it's kind of strange because we ultimately never had the chance to really meet her. But um, the actress uh, Jeanette Mouse Mouse Mouse. Um, she passed away, and, and you're, not a lot of people probably know who I'm talking about, but she was one of the witches in Resident Evil Village. The game's not out yet, so we really haven't had a, a moment to really experience her performance, but it's this bizarre thing where it's like, holy shit, that sucks. Like, she was this young, talented actress, and from what we've seen in the game, the characters were well acted, so... I don't know. It's going to be an extra like feeling of sadness experiencing right? this character. Like, and it's going to be that. weird to play the game now yeah. for the first time, knowing that like oh like that this is this person doesn't exist anymore. Like they're yeah. not they're not with us anymore. If I like her performance a lot, like I can't expect more, which is really you exactly. Know, a but anyway, I just wanted to, to say that because, you know, it's Capcom was actually really cool about it and made a giant statement about it. They could have been like, you know, whatever, it's not something we have to mention, but no, they were actually really cool and told everyone. Yep. Uh rest in peace, heart uh Jeanette Mouse. Our deepest con our deepest condolences to her family and her, of course. Yeah. Her friends. And uh that's actually all the, the recent or recent all the news I got, other than I saw fucking Resident Evil Reverse gameplay, and it looks just as janky as I imagined. That's it. <laughs> I, I, I saw it too. I'm not impressed, dude. You were um, talking about people like the the, the uh, wire work of things just slapping into each other. That's what Reverse yeah. looks like. Yep. Just player models and enemy models just fucking humping on top of each other. It's horrible. You go. You go ahead, dude. I've got some meaty stuff, so you go ahead. Okay. Uh, really quick, one piece of news. Uh, a Magic the Gathering card, a Magic the Gathering card, uh, probably the most famous one, Black Lotus, sold for $320,000 on eBay. Yeah, that sounds about right. No, it oh. does not sound about right. That is, <laughs> a that is a huge increase in value from the last time that it sold. Like the last time it sold, I think, was 14000 I think I'm not yeah. sure. That's why I so, it's, I kind of look at it like, well, that sounds about right because it's just such an astronomically large number that it's just parody. But this, at this is point. So, I don't I I don't know any other collectible that shot up like that. Like that's such a huge like jump in value. Hmm. Like there's so many people now looking at their black lotuses going, holy shit. And no Pokemon cards like the Charizard I heard was popular or whatever. No, but the the no the the black lotus though is the like. OG of like grail trading cards. Hmm. Okay. Well, I mean, I've so definitely the, heard of the, this. Go ahead. The Black Lotus is a part of a group of Magic the Gathering cards called the Power Nine. 
Okay. Because uh, and these were cards that were in like the alpha, beta, and the unlimited set. So like the first sets of cards, and these are cards that have reached like they're infamous. They're infamous at this point because they're all just overwhelmingly powerful in today's meta. Oh yeah, a, yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh does the same thing. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Uh. So the but as a result, they're also super rare because they've they're super out of print and shit. And amongst them, the Black Lotus is like the top tier one. And yeah, and it's crazy that it's sold for almost four hundred thousand dollars. Is it not banned? Or no? It's banned in oh, tournaments. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So then, because that's the thing, like Yu-Gi-Oh has Monster Reborn, which is super banned, as well as Dark Hole right. every now and then. So like, but the thing is, the company still keeps fucking printing them, so people can use right. them in duels that are not, you know, um, professional, you know, whatever duel right. rank. So I, I just surprised they don't do like that. Or is it specifically that iteration of Black Lotus that's going ham? No, there, 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 there is no other Black Lotus, but it's just Black Lotus is just banned from tournament play. But I don't think they've ever reprinted Black Lotus specifically. That's weird. I'd imagine. Well, I'd imagine they'd reprint it just because they know people like it. But I guess they want to keep how rare it is. Who knows? Uh, was uh, anyway, it? Yeah. Uh, on on to Rude's news. Uh, all right. So I have a few I'm going to get through quickly. We got a few new trailers this week, which is really cool. Oh no way! Uh, did did we actually get a trailer for Kong versus? No, we got. What did we get for Kong versus Godzilla? We did. We no, got there's a something. trailer. We yeah, did we get got a trailer. trailer. Yeah. I don't know because I haven't seen it, but I know we got a trailer for that. We got a trailer for Raya and the Last Dragon, uh, which is Disney's new animated movie, and it looks really good. Oh yeah! I didn't oh, see the trailer. Okay. I just saw the stills. Yeah. Uh, and for me, we got a trailer for Shin Ultraman. The live action uh, film out of Japan by the same did people who did Shin Godzilla in 2016. And, and they're oh, doing nice. Ultraman? Yeah. Fun. I'm so excited. It looks dope. I did watch is, this trailer and it looks awesome. Is it going to be uh, like edgy like what they did to Shin Godzilla? A little bit. That'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. I'm super on board for it. I'm here for it. I love it. Like how many variations uh, does Ultraman also, have? Like. <laughs> We finally got casting for uh, Sa- the Sandman. Oh, just Neil Ga- uh, Neil Gaiman's uh, uh, world, which is now turning into a net, which is now going to be a Netflix series. Uh, so we've got the casting. We've got. I'll go into who these people are in a bit, but we got Tom. Wait, Stardorn. wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Before you continue, it's a Netflix series. It's not going to be HBO. Yeah, it's Netflix. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought DC owned the rights to it. No. No, no, no. Neil Gaiman has full control over everything Sandman. That name Damn, sounds really familiar, dude. Neil Gaiman. Uh, he's an author. Okay. And not an artist? Because I feel like I've seen his name on like some art. Uh, he's, um, he's Amanda Palmer's husband. I don't know if that helps you at all. <laughs> no, but, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm probably wrong. No, never mind. Anyway. So, so we've so the got first cast. Tom Sturridge as Dream, Gwendolyn Christie. Okay. I'll go into who Tom is in a second. I because I wasn't super familiar with Tom. He's from uh he's from Mary Shelley, which you know I haven't seen. It's the only thing mm. I really that he's really known from. So I can't really speak much about him. But we've got Gwendolyn Christie as Lucifer. Just awesome. Fucking Brienne of Tar. Yes. Brienne of Tarth as fucking Lucifer, which is going to be awesome. I'm here for it. Uh, I'm going to mess up this 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 woman's name. Vivienne Achampong. I'm, I'm sure I messed that up, but she's in the new version of The Witches. 
Okay. And she she's playing Lucien, librarian of the dreaming. Um, Charles Dance, another Game of Thrones uh, uh, alumni. You know, alumni. Uh, yeah. yeah, alumni. Thank you. Uh, is going to be Roderick Burgess. Boyd Hellbrook is going to be the Corinthian. Asim Chandri is going to be Abel. And Sajeev, oh, Sajeev Baskar, I think I got that right, is Kane. Uh, it's just exciting to see that this is already at this point in production because of the fact that they're announcing the cast. That means we're going to start seeing some cool shit soon. And yeah. I'm very excited. I-, I wish I could get excited for a cast again. Like the Resident Evil <laughs> cast came out and I'm just like, I want to be excited for it. But why the fuck do you have both RE1 and 2? What are you doing uh, okay. over there? <laughs> we know, George. <laughs> what are you doing over uh, there? Uh, anyway, uh, this is also just a cool little tidbit. Uh, Colin Trevorrow recently was talking about Jurassic World Dominion, and he actually had like the returning cast members, like the you know uh, Jeff Goldblum and and uh, Laura Dern. Neil, Sam, Laura Sam Dern Neil. And, and Sam Neill. He actually had like like got them to write lines for their characters. They wrote their own oh, lines wow. for their yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Not all of them, but he did. He had them sit down with the writers to write lines for their characters, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I mean, definitely they would know the characters. If, if yeah, you, exactly. If you're not the I, think that, yeah. I think that's a cool way to like, especially with you know characters who are this old now that they're so like ingrained as one specific thing. I think it's cool to have them involved in the writing to make sure that they stick with that. You know? Yeah. No. Definitely. I mean, it's definitely the smarter option for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then this is the, the chunky bit of news that I want to talk about. I want to talk about GameStop stock. Games, GameStop stocks for a second. Say that ten times fast. Yeah. Okay. So first, I need to explain what going short means in stocks. This is a pretty easy explanation. Going short means that you basically borrow a stock, uh, a share, with the idea that you want the share to drop in price from the point that you borrowed it. Because then, when you give the share back, you get to keep the difference. Meaning, let's say uh, I'm buying one share of George. Oh. Okay. 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 So, Adrian, I'm going to borrow your share of George at the current market price of $10. Whoa. Well, all right. Why am I so cheap? Sorry, go ahead. My hope is that the value of George drops. So, let's say it (laughs) drops to $7. I now buy that share back, give that share to you. And I get to keep the three dollar difference. No, how shit. are you allowed okay. to sell something that you don't own, though? You're borrowing. Because that's the point: is that you 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 take it, you sell it for ten dollars, and then you buy it back at seven dollars and give it back to them. Mm, but that, but that, but, like, how okay. how are they okay with getting rid of one of their stocks if you haven't confirmed that it's going to be a return investment? You know what I mean? Like, why? How are they okay with letting well, you? Well, the, they need to get their stock. The stock needs to get returned regardless. So the person, like, let, the, where the the source of the stock, they're not concerned because that stock has to come back to them. Okay. The person in the middle, the person who's actually doing the buying and selling of that stock, they're the ones that are they could get fucked over, which is what happened. Okay. okay. So people on the uh, on the subreddit uh, Wall Street Bets, they started noticing that a hedge fund was making massive moves and and putting in a bid bid a big bid short on GameStop stocks, which given the GameStop's current condition, likely might have tanked the company. But all these people would have made a whole bunch of money. This whole hedge fund would have been great. Yeah. Reddit 
decided to get their Robin Hood and his band of merry men on. And they instead started buying, even though it was it was going down, they bought GameStop stock in mass, which inflated the price of GameStop stock, which means they lost on their short. They lost so badly on their short, it's in the multiple billions of dollars is how much this company lost, this hedge fund lost. Uh, is this ultimately going to save GameStop? It, I mean, it definitely like helps. God, I but, God damn it! If it, I wish oh wait, it was no, any no, no, other company. Go ahead. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And on top of that, though, so not only does them buying the stocks inflate the price, which means that the price is now higher, but the hedge fund is now forced to buy their stocks back to basically, you know, to 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 close out the deal. So they had to buy the stocks back at the new higher price, which is why they took that several several billion dollar loss, at which only increased the stock of GameStop even further. Now, it's had a huge correction since then, but it's so freaking funny to me that this shit happened because some people on Reddit were like, yo, like, let's do this shit. It's and just, like, it's yeah. gotten so bad that like stock trading platforms are preventing people from trading stocks on GameStop. Not just that, but there's actually reports that Robinhood is selling the stock without the authorization yeah. of the people that bought it. They're getting sued left and right. By the way, if your platform is named Robinhood, how the fuck are you going to bitch out when people start doing some Robinhood ass shit? That's not yeah. okay. <laughs> I see you, Robinhood. You don't deserve the name. Fuck you. This is one of my coolest, one of my favorite things I've seen come out of the internet in a long time. I love that this happened. It just goes to show what, like, the power of the assembly of the few can do, you know? But that's the free, uh, that, that, this is what confuses me. I'm sorry. Is this, isn't that what the free market is? Like, aren't we supposed yes, but, to have everybody do? But they always manipulate shit for themselves. But, so, like, but the free market is only free if it benefits the rich. Once it doesn't benefit the rich anymore, then nobody wants the free market. It's just that's weird. the problem, and it's an eye-opening moment for a lot of people who don't who who swear by the free market. This is proof that the free market is a fraud, and that it only is a free market when it benefits the rich. That's I, I like to believe I, in the I, free I should, market. Yeah. I should be a little more sensitive. I mean, some people like really took a hit on this. There were, you know, this really negatively impacted people who own multiple boats, and I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I, see, that's the thing. It's like these are the same people that are able to make those moves and they got like, you know, it's it's already a risk in the first place. It's just crazy yeah. how much it blew up, I guess. Yeah. But that's anyway, just it. Like really, they, they were really? they were betting on the collective like uh, the collective stock to 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 go along with them mm -hmm. because that's usually what happens. You you follow the whales which are what you call like big investors and stuff like that. But no, instead a bunch of little fish got together and said, fuck the whales and did this. And it's awesome. Yeah. I, you know, they yeah. also did it to AMC theaters, yep. which ballooned up in value and it probably saved the company that way. Fuck you. But that's the thing. <laughs> I don't want to save GameStop. GameStop's an asshole. 
Fuck hey, you. Hey, as a result of their stock going up in price, they can now offer you 25 cents for that used game. That's what I mean. Like, I fucking, <laughs> they're super pressuring with pre-order bonuses. They don't give a fuck about gamers and whatnot as much as they like to say. I get that, but the GameStop part of this isn't even the important part. Right. Like, that doesn't, right. it's irrelevant. It's, it's the so fact that, like, all of these little, like, fucking rebels on Reddit got together and were like, no, fuck the hedge funds, which I love. I guess. I'm just saying I wish they would have saved a better corporation. <laughs> I guess, but That's again, off. it was just, it, it, it was this, it was, there was an obvious play against GameStop, so it was the easiest thing to act on, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's because they put themselves in such a shitty situation because GameStop is run by a bunch of inepturators. Anyway. A, a bunch of what? Inepturators. They are inept. The, ah, it's a, Got it. It's a phrase. Okay. Anyway, it's just run by idiots, and it, it, this is yes. a product, like, I get it, GameStop is not the focus point, but this wouldn't have happened if GameStop wasn't such a shitty company if taking care of themselves in the first place. Right, Agreed. but it's... Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, that's all I'm saying. Like, I wish, you know, I, I hope they learn, that's all. Moving on, anyone else got any more news? No, I think that's it. I that's think we're ready for, for me, the bud. five. Alrighty, rock on. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to cover our Fan Freaks Freaky 5 Best DC Movies. Uh, I, I just, you know, I'm going to start setting up the spotlight, and hopefully we can get the bat signal going. Um, dude, how are you calling Superman? It's a, uh, I have, Adrian has I have a button on his watch. A button yeah. on your watch? Yeah. I would assume you just oh, shit, yelled, here, right? Hello. Oh, oh, see, oh, see, we weren't talking about you, sir. I just... <laughs> this is James, Supervillain Ramos, and you're listening to the Fan Freaks Podcast. Find us back at our lair, the Fan Freaks Facebook page, F-A-N-F-R-E-E-K-S. So, I've come to ask you to join the Avengers Initiative. Ooh, mm, this is, this is awkward. I mean, you guys are great. T Tony, you're, you're, but you're, you're yeah. cool. All of you are great. But I kind of already took an offer from the Justice League. It's really awkward, so I'm just gonna go. I mean, Sorry. don't they have a space station? Like, don't they have like their stations in space? Isn't it? Yeah, and like, yeah, they do. I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm sorry, you guys are great though. I, I'm gonna go. Mm -hmm. and, and, and you, Bone King? Me? Oh, uh, look, I, I would, but I'm kind of already kidnapped by Batman to be his sidekick. I mean, I'm, he's just going to leave me in his Batcave for a few days. And if I survive, hey, I get to be the new Robin. And if I hate it, I get to be the new Red Hood. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, I'm going to break the illusion here. Welcome, everyone, to Fan Freak's Best DC Movies. Uh, if you're wondering what um, Freaky Five, sorry, Freaky Five Best DC Movies uh, if you're wondering what a Freaky Five is, with that alliteration, this is the segment where we come up with a list of our five favorite things in a category, and then take turns revealing our entire lists to each other. So we'll be starting with five, and then working our way back up to one, and uh, who would like uh, to lead this charge? I can start us so, off. Okay, okay wait, is oh. Rude gonna do his five, or do we each take turns? No, no, that we start from five and go to one, and we each say our full lists. Oh, okay. Let's go, Rude. Knock us off. All right. <laughs> knock us off? All right. Uh, Don't knock my, my block off. My number five is Shazam. Nice. Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a good pick. That's a five. good number yeah, five. Man. Yeah, Uh, It represented, like, so Wonder Woman was great and all for when it came out, but I think Shazam 
represented this time, this first moment of like real levity in the DC. Like it was, it was goofy and it was campy in a DC in a D, in the DC universe, and I liked it. I liked it a lot. Like I, it felt like what I wanted a comic book movie to be, which was very like like that. Like it was very fun, and this movie had a lot I'm of fun. And I'm also a huge Zachary Levi stan. Like I love the man. I want to see him in lots of things. And I think he did a great yeah. job. Yeah, I'm sure there's no bias here. None. Sure, there is, but I still think he did a great job. My, and I've talked about this before. My only complaint is just the relationship between Shazam and Billy. The transformation and, uh, aspect. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, so Zachary Levi actually said this himself that he didn't get much time to sit down with the actor who played Billy Batson so that they could so that they could like get Act their similarly. performances no, I see what in you line. Mean. Yeah. Cuz they do kind of seem like two different people. Mhm. Mm no, I got that too actually. That was one of my complaints, yeah. the very few complaints so, I had, yeah. Yeah, so Zachary Levi actually <laughs> said that it was because of a scheduling thing that they couldn't ever like sit down to actually like sort that out. So that's why you got two different performances. But that aside, I think the presentation of Shazam was great. I like, uh, I loved the, I loved the effects. I loved the villain. I loved all of it. I thought it was such a cool movie. I loved the surprise at the end. I loved the cameo, quote unquote, at the end. I loved all of it. I thought it was great. I think it succeeded in what it was trying to do, which is to be a fun movie. And this is like the first DC movie in a long time. That gave us like a really comic booky villain. Mm -hmm. And this uh, is your number five, right? Yeah, yeah this it is my number five. It only goes up from here. Yeah, I mean, I, but again, I, I still have high, like it, it, it. Yeah, but that just means that if this is <laughs> this movie stands out to me. I love this movie. It is Fair. phenomenal, and I'm very. But yeah, I was saying real quick, Mar uh, Mark Strong uh, in Shazam played such a good, like. Like, he's always played good villains, but, like, when he played uh, Sinestro, which, you know, we know Green Lantern sucks, but when he played Sinestro, it was whatever. Like, it was just, you know, Sinestro being a badass. But he played Dr. Savannah like a comic book villain, and it felt great. I loved that. Especially after, like, you know, uh, Suicide Squad and Batman vs. Superman and all that mm. shit. Yeah, Like, yeah. this was a nice, like, refresher. Breath of fresh Breath air. Of fresh yeah. Yeah. We each came so, out with Refresher because that's what it was. Yeah. Oh, God damn it, guys. I'm so freaking sorry. Oh. Uh, this isn't a recent. What's going on? I, I know, <laughs> but my brain doesn't like me, and it forgets things that I really love sometimes. Um, So I have to knock a few things down on my list. Because I forgot that V for Vendetta is a DC movie. See, that's, that's, okay, I'm glad someone brought it up. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah, man, uh, I think V for Vendetta uh, is standout in terms of how to do, like, edgy, dark, grim, like, you know, super political, like, movies. And I think it does it really freaking well. And, like, Hugo Weaving's performance is so good. So, so good. Mm -hmm. And I'm even looking past the fact that it spawned a bunch of people wearing a Guy Fox mask, despite the fact that they have no idea who Guy Fox was or what he stood for. I'm ignoring that. They do know November, though. Okay. 
Uh, they clearly remember the 5th of November. They but remember. they're also protesting corporations while buying Guy Fox masks, which Warner Brothers gets a cut of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Corporate. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like V for Vendetta, again, amazing cast. Not only did you have Hugo Weaving, we had Natalie Portman. We had Stephen Fry. Just an amazing cast. And it was such a cool, different quote unquote comic book movie when it came out and I think it like I would have hated myself if I had finished recording this episode and like had not mentioned V for Vendetta well I wouldn't so, worry about it because I'll tell you right now it might have popped up later yeah well there you go uh but that being said the new uh the new order for my list is still Superman 2 Batman 1989 but then it goes V for Vendetta, Man of Steel, Batman 66, unfortunately knocking Shazam off my top five. All right. Goodbye. Well, Shazam. it'll be an honorable mention. So it's an uh, honorable mention. So my number four is Batman 66. Batman 66. Oh, my God. You're a piece of shit. What, what a great 60- fucking pick. What is Batman 66? Oh, my 66? God. Adam West Batman. Adam West like, Batman. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, the 1966 movie. I mean, I didn't That's see it, such but, a it's, good pick. but it's cool. <laughs> it's, what? No, we're changing that, bud. We're changing okay. that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Remember, George, I said we have to hang out soon? Yo, that's what we're going to do? That's what we're doing. All right, got you. I'm going to have uh, to do that in a whole yeah, fucking man. Richard uh, Pryor run. <laughs> like I, I in the in the fan freaks group, I've I've talked all I've talked often about how much I love Adam West Batman. I still stand by the fact that he is the most comic book accurate Batman we've ever had. Hundred percent agreed. Uh-huh. Yep. Sure, I, I and, mean I don't even know, and I can agree with that. <laughs> and I mean, also like, look, I I I, do, I love I I I flip flop all the time on who did Catwoman better. I do love Lee Merriweather's Catwoman because she was mm. Catwoman in the movies. Eartha Kitt plays her in the series. Uh, and we all have to bow down and respect Holly Berry. Cesar... No, get the <laughs> fuck out of here, George. Cesar Romero as the Joker being so loyal to his Latino mustache that he refused to shave it to play the Joker. Perfect. I mean, Which I think is funny that people did not realize until those started to come out in higher definition where you can clearly see the white painted mustache. I mean, you work with your limitations. You yeah. roll with it. No, it, was, it. But this wasn't a limitation. This was Cesar Romero being like, no, I am not shaving my mustache. Well, which I love. That was a limitation for the director. Like we that can't is fair. change You're it. Right. <laughs> well, they could have recast it, but they didn't. No, good thing they didn't. Thank God they didn't. Yeah, thank, thank God, God they did. Exactly. Cesar Romero's Joker is phenomenal. This is number four? Uh, and again, this this is number four. Mm-hmm. And it the, again, Batman 66, it's full of that, like, you know, campiness. It's all camp. And I love it. Nice. But now I'm going to take that and turn that on his head because I just talked about how much I love camp. But my number three pick kind of uh, fucks with that. And I think my number three pick is my most controversial on the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number three pick is Man of Steel. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, Me, I I have it on my list, but not at three. Oh, there you go. Uh, when <laughs> Man of when I saw Man of Steel in theaters, with the exception of one moment, which is the end, with the exception of one moment, 
I looked at this and thought, see, now this is how you give us a new Superman. Because my problem was Superman Returns. That's what it was called, right? Yeah, Returns. Yeah, Returns. Brandon Routh. Well, yeah, was that I love Brandon Routh. I do. But when they cast Brandon Routh, they weren't casting Superman. They were casting a Christopher Reeves replacement. Yeah, and 100%. it was and it was obvious, and it showed, and there and I and I had a problem with that because mm. then you are forced to make the comparison to Christopher Reeves, and I think that's unfair to Brandon Routh. Meanwhile, and, Ma- go ahead. And I think we could all say, with all due respect, not knocking Chris Reeves. We all love Christopher Reeves. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's my point: is that you should. I don't think, and and it's it's such a legendary, iconic status that you shouldn't go out of your way to make your Superman be compared to that, but that's exactly what they did. That's really dumb yeah. to me. So when I saw okay. Man of Steel and I saw, you know, uh, I saw Henry Cavill uh, put, you know, what rock in the suit and all of that, with the exception of a few parts, because there is the ending and then the Jonathan Kent scene. Those two parts really bother me on a deep, deep level, but I still enjoy the movie so much. And I remember how much hope it gave me for future DC installments. That hope didn't come to fruition, but when I first saw it, I was like, this is going to be a great springboard for who Superman becomes in the future. <laughs> and I still have some hope for that. And it was a trap door. But, it, but yeah, it, 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 at that point, it was a trap. We're two more movies in, and I'm not feeling great about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm we still, still haven't seen a good script for Cavill. That's the problem. I know, and but. that's and I think that and I think he deserves a good script. Or even Affleck, yeah. by the way. Just that. Yeah, but I don't care as actors. much about Affleck. Like, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I I don't have any problem with Ben Affleck as a person specifically. I don't think I do anyway. <laughs> You'd never been. How would you know? <laughs> but nothing like nothing about him playing Batman that made me think he deserves to play Batman. Henry Cavill deserves to uh, Henry deserves to play Superman, like he's got that Superman quality. He really does. Like you see him in interviews, you see how nice he is to people. Like he just he has that Superman quality to him. Okay, he's so Clark. He is, man. He's so Clark. I'm kind of the thing and is I, in my head canon. I see Henry Cavill as the Witcher. So, okay. Sure, but he can do both. Get no, you a guy who can do both. No, for sure. He could slap a, a fucking long white wig. I don't care. I'm just saying, yeah. like, he, he can do it. He's a good actor. He could do it. Oh, yeah. That, but that's what I'm saying. Like, clearly he's a good actor. So clearly it's not his fault. He like, just what needs happened better in direction. those Superman movies? Yeah, he just Absolutely. needs way better direction. That's your three. Yeah, we're well, only on three. What is your two? <laughs> yes. Number two Batman 1989. Batman 1989. Son of a bitch. Good on you. God damn it. I have to what think about which one that is. Uh, that uh, is the Joker. Michael Jack Nicholson, Michael Keaton. Oh, the Timber. Yeah, first Timber one. Okay, yeah, so, got you. For the record, uh, technically, I would say Batman. Uh, what was the second one? Uh, Returns. Returns, right? Returns. Yeah. Returns. So technically, Batman Returns had a bigger impact in my life. Oh, that but, movie is right? gorgeous. But that impact had to do with how much I like latex. Uh, nah. So we're going <laughs> to stick with Batman 1989 as being my favorite of the two. Because I do think it's a better movie. Uh, mostly because of Jack Nicholson. Yeah. It's I, I, I can gush one. over Cesar Romero's performance all day. But Cesar Romero was never really scary mm-hmm. as a Joker. I thought Jack Nicholson 
accomplished what I want from the Joker, which is he should be scary while smiling. Like, because that's my problem with Heath Ledger's Joker, is that I thought Heath Ledger's Joker was too dark, was too edgy. He didn't have that... That's what it was. It's the the, par- the parade scene exactly explains what I like about Jack Nicholson's Joker. He has fun with it. Yeah. Like he's having fun with it. And then he takes out this giant extending revolver and shoots the bat wing out of the sky, which is ridiculous, but also very comic. Well, when you have that it. tone, you can have fun with it. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. Christopher Nolan was going to be able to pull that maneuver out and have him like, well, yeah. you know. And also like Batman 89 had a huge fundamental impact on like the comic books, which is not usually how it goes. Hmm. Uh, but I mean, twice now, something that originated in a Batman visual media or uh, like like uh, media outside the comics impacted the comics. Because we have, you know, Harley started in the animated series and she got brought to the comics. But this right. movie was the first time we really dug deep into that, like, noir Batman. And the, that's the really noir. where... Yeah. Yeah. And that's really where the change happened in the comics where we got that really deep gothic noir Batman. And I think that's awesome. I, I would even say they didn't really hit their stride until Returns with the gothic noir. But go ahead. Do you remember the really long fucking cowl with the fucking long ass ears? I love it. For for me, that was directly fucking 89 inspiring the comics. Yep. That was 100% that. Yeah. I mean, that uh, right after that that movie came out is where we first saw like the suit in the comics changing away from like using blues in the comic in the in the suit and shit and sticking to the darker colors was directly impacted by this movie and I think that's awesome. Uh I think Tim Burton was the perfect person to direct, to make this change happen for Batman. Uh his his directing for this and then Danny Elfman's score for this movie is now just so, well, especially since they continue to adapt it for Batman the animated series. It is now like this synonymous sound that I have. Like when I think Batman, I think that theme. Like nothing else oh, yeah. is gonna well, break that. You for also me. think that theme because they keep fucking cameoing it in all the fucking recent movies. But it's with a reason. It's because it's iconic, yeah. man. Like it's, they won't it's, let it's you got that strong attachment. Yeah, for sure. And because it Before, it, it, it encompassed that whole all of what made Batman cool at that moment. Mm-hmm. Bef- and also, Before it's you go still the your- coolest Batmobile. Mm. Oh, oh, uh, I'll I'll save mine for my list. Uh, just really quick, uh, before you go to your number one, uh, Doctor Rude. Yes. Can you give us? Uh, do you have an honorable mention first of all, and second, can you restart from five to one? Wait, sure. No, no, uh, don't restart from five. You want to start that now and not until after he's done? No, I want to like leave number one as like a grand thing. Ah, uh, okay. You know, You're just so a right. refresher for five to one. Okay. But if he has an honorable mention, fucking knock that shit out now. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt there. Yeah, go for My it. honorable mention was Wonder Woman. Uh, because when Wonder Woman came out, it also was a nice little breath of fresh air for the, the you know, the DCEU. Mm. Uh, and I, I I thoroughly enjoyed that movie and I've rewatched it recently and I think it's fan- it's phenomenal. Uh, so that was my one honorable mention. I mean, I had other things that kind of bounced in and out of this list a bit. Um, Batman Begins was one of them. Um, and but yeah, no, I think I think I'm good with where my list is at right now. 
Okay. All right. Number f- number five was what? Shazam. Shazam. Number four. Batman 66. Number three. Man of Steel. Number two. 1989. Oh, Batman 1989. Sorry. The entire year. Or 89 Batman. Yeah, the entire <laughs> year of Batman 1980, of, of, of 1989. The whole thing. Hey, listen. I was born in 89. I was born during the summer of the bat. Uh-huh. And number one. All right. Drum roll. So here's the thing. <laughs> Hold on. So I've got one specific movie on this list, but the reality is I'm really cheating because this movie is just a placeholder for three movies. Uh, What is this? Like skimping the system. What the fuck? I know. I know. I'm hedge funding the fuck out of this. Oh, Um, look at you calling it back. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So number one on my list is Superman 2. Okay. The, the, oh, that because being there's said, different cuts. Oh, god damn it. No, 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 no. That being said, I only did this because if I didn't do it this way, three out of five of my lists would be Superman's one, two, and three. Hmm. But really, Superman 2 is here as like the champion of all three of those Superman movies. Yeah, okay, I see what you mean. Out of the classic Superman ones, this is yeah, the representative. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, I really just picked one to put on this list because I didn't want just three of my lists to be Superman. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it's Superman 2. Like, I have just so many, like, childhood memories associated to the Superman movies. I, I know a lot of us do. Uh, and just, I, I can't, it's, 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 it's so hard right now for me to put into words how much I love this movie. Now, that being said, uh, I picked Superman 2 because as a kid, it was my favorite one. I do wish that they hadn't replaced Richard Donner. But I mean, he did fight with the producers. Usually uh-huh. that tends to, yeah. The, the Salskins get really salty, if you know what I mean. Yes, yes, they do. Uh, but despite that, as a kid, Superman 2 was the one I rewatched the most. And I loved... I just, I love everything about those movies and it's not, and the thing about those movies is, is that it's not possible to make movies like that anymore. Like you can't, like, I think Shazam was like trying to do that. Yeah, but you I was can't, about to say. But you can't, there is an inherent like glow to those Superman movies that just can't be replicated. They're and definitely trying it has, it has a soul. What? It has a soul. What to who? Me yeah, or Bone To you, Adrian. Yeah. Oh, I was saying that the movies, those movies, particularly one and two, they have a genuine soul yeah, about them. Exactly. And again, talking more about Christopher Reeves, like it, this is why you can't cast someone to replace Christopher Reeves is because like that is Superman. Like that is Clark. That is Superman. That like that character that performance dictated how superman would continue to be written for another like 30 40 years after the the, the first one came out like I mean, that- doesn't uh feige watch the superman movies before they do a new mcu movie what now doesn't feige the producer oh, of, yeah. of marvel he watches all those movies the chris reeves movies because of how good they were yeah and, and and that speaks to to its its place like not only on my list 
but in the zeitgeist of comic book pop culture is that like not all and not only do you have like christopher reeves immaculately encompassing what it means to portray a live action superman i mean not just the look but that raw like powerful charm that he has like i'm sorry you can't tell me that it doesn't matter what your sexual orientation is when he when uh, when uh when he when he shoots you with that slight slightly cocked superman smile like i'm sorry i'm here for it like yeah take me like, i I'm mean like, you <laughs> probably have to gain 200 pounds and probably some body hair but i mean that's that's just for me specifically fine george i'm just saying uh, you said it doesn't matter what your orientation is but i still have body types <laughs> my point is that he still just had this raw charisma that was so perfect for the character and then, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't particularly like Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor. I, I kind of get what they were going hang for, on, but hang yeah, on. I see what you mean. In that I don't like, okay, let me be specific. I don't like Gene Hackman playing Lex Luthor in the same way I don't like Heath Ledger playing the Joker. Mm. That being said, I still like Gene Hackman's Lex Luthor. Like... <laughs> Like, if I think of it as a separate character, I enjoy it a lot. And I know that Lex Luthor is not, like, in the in the 70s, is not how Lex Luthor is now. I know he was, you know, super campy and goofy Dude, and shit. he stole 10 cakes, and that's just bad. I know, I know, I know. But despite that, so despite the fact that I don't like Gene Hackman for Lex Luthor, he still made me like him as Lex Luthor. Like, I don't know how to, like, really make that make more sense. Like, Gene Hackman is just enjoyable. Like, he's a joy to watch. Because he plays Lex Luthor, the real estate tycoon. It's it's very different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's fun. I, I'm just I'm just surprised that fucking Bone King pulled that old-ass reference. He stole 40 cakes. That's as many as four tens. Yep. Yeah. Like, and by the way, really, not, you're just going to pull that fucking old-ass reference? It's not even that was bad. It's like, and that's just horrible. That's like my favorite it line is. in that whole thing. It just had like a little, <laughs> and that's just horrible. <laughs> in case you didn't know. But yeah, man, like, like I said, my... Uh, my my life is very touched by this series of movies and i also have very personal connections with uh with those movies because i watched them with not only my dad but also with my mom's dad my grandfather and mm. these are like the two most important people in my life or men in my life and so they have a very like like i can instantly like go back in time and be sitting next to my grandfather or sitting on his knee or whatever watching the movie and that's 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 a uh, that's it's very valuable memory. to me. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's it, that's that's it, my number one. So my number one is technically Superman one, two, and three, but we're gonna say it's Superman two. Okay. Now all that sentiment and all that that heartwarming aspect, I'm gonna throw yeah. all that out the fucking window because here comes cool. my freaky five. Uh, all right. This is, this Hit us is, number five. This is a, a list made of a casual fan that kind of got into DC solely from the movies. So please keep this in mind as you go further in my list. Um. So, number five, it was kind of rough. I had another one and this one tying for position, but I'll, I'll go ahead and say that other one when we go to honorable, uh, honorable mentions. But number five is Joker um, with oh, Joaqu okay. Joaquin Phoenix. Good pick. You know, I could have put pick. that in my, in my honorable mentions, actually. But yeah, it, it's a good like movie. It. And the thing I is, agree. the reason why it's not higher on the list is it's not 
like it doesn't have a format or even really the feeling of a comic book movie at all. It's it's right. its own fucking tone and it's its own com- uh, combination of King of Comedy and Taxi Driver. I, I thought it took those elements and put it in the Batman universe fairly well. Although I would say probably some of the weakest points are the connections to Batman. Like when he right. like meets, you know, Bruce and all that, it just kind of comes yeah. off as a little weird. But the story and the acting, it's it's weirdly relatable in the sense that it could be like not a DC film and I'd still feel the same way about it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, just Joaquin, uh, that's a great role. Good job. Like, uh, he just yeah. fucking knocked yeah. it out of the park. He acted the shit out of that movie. He sure fucking did, man. But just think about, Boy. like, it could have tanked super hard if it wasn't for how believable he was in this role. Like, playing mm-hmm. someone Agreed. that's like, oh, I have a condition where I, I laugh inappropriately. That Do you understand how, like... Easily, that could have gone wrong and became funny, actually. But, like, he does it in a way where you feel the pain. It's just, it's not a fun thing at all, and you really do get that. No one really understands him. So, yeah, I want to bring up Joker for number five, because it is a good movie, and it deserves to be recognized somewhat. Um, Number four. Now, this is the one I'm hoping to surprise you guys with, and hopefully makes me sound super cool. Uh, Constantine. Nice. So Keanu, Const- what a good pick. Yes. That's a good pick. Keanu Reeves as Constantine. Real talk, that movie's fucking great. I don't know why no one like talks about <laughs> it as much. It's possibly No, no, it's it's really uh it's a beloved cult classic now, but it's it was back in the day. Well, when did it come out? 04? Uh 05, I think. 05 for people that were like you know, into Constantine to cast a American black haired guy yeah. instead of a blonde, blue eyed British Brit guy. It, it it pissed off a lot of people. So but I movie, was one of those people originally when the movie first oh. came out. I was not on board with Keanu as John. I mean, and I could see that because okay. he's not the basic character. And, and, and I actually kind of like the new guy they got for like Heroes of DC or Legends of DC. Oh. He's, he's great so as Constantine. He's literally leapt out of the page. Mm-hmm. But um, but no, but fucking Keanu Reeves in that movie in particular, it felt like, if I could describe it, it's kind of like, um, oh God, what's the name? Van Helsing, but with angels and demons. Kind of like a Hellboy thing going on, but like yeah. a human protagonist. And I just thought it did that like um, example of yeah, like, hell and the real world mixing together very well. Um, it's a hundred percent like almost Hellboy ripoff, and it's in the way its uh, its story beats are. It came out a year after Hellboy came out. It felt very Hellboy yeah. in a lot of ways, mm. but it still has uh, enough originality to be its own thing. Right, and that's the thing. I thought like some of the monster designs and like th- some of the thing. It didn't. It felt very unique for itself. And the thing that's popping in my head right now is the mirror creature in the beginning. Um, it's like shit like that where you're like, whoa, all right, I thought I knew demons. Turns out I don't, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I just thought it did it in a very, um, creative way. Plus, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't that movie also have Peter Stormare as, like, the devil or something? Yeah. Yes. And yes. I love Peter Stormare. He's, he does not, not nearly get enough fucking recognition. Alrighty, and I'm hoping, uh, Constantine, uh, managed to impress you guys because I, I thought that'd be a nice little deep cut. 
it, it is. It's it's a good pool, man. And like I said, like now later on in life, I've gone back and watched it, and I enjoy it a lot. Okay, I mean, I, I I'm really gonna good. definitely rewatch it again because now making this list, I thought about it and I was like, oh yeah, I actually really like that movie. I wouldn't yeah. mind seeing it again. I think the CG even still holds up. Anyway, also really quick because uh, I know you mentioned Satan. No, but on Constantine, I feel like we have to talk about Tilda Swinton also though. Oh yeah, she did a fantastic. I mean, she's always good at that kind of like. She is eerie always good. Role. Yeah, but she played such. A good fucking archangel. She was Michael, right? Or Gabriel. I, uh, Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah, Gabriel. Sorry. Yeah, she's Gabriel. She played just such a good, like her, like the whole androgyny thing she did mm-hmm. was such a good way to play Gabriel or to play an angel even. Well, it was so to cool. To even have Fuck. that character playing against Peter Stormare as, as Satan. Yeah. Both of them just had ex- extreme chemistry because they're both like oh, yeah. weirdos in their own way. I love them. Yep. They're fantastic. Yep, 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 yep. Um, but yeah, moving on from Constantine. Number three, Birds of Prey. Okay. Good pick. Good I, pick. I, again, like it's weird because like Joker was huh. is a very grim, dark film. Constantine's very kind of dark and edgy in that regard. But Birds of Prey and another movie that is on this list that I'm kind of regretting now because this is another one you brought up. But um, Birds of Prey was one of those things where, like, you get to see the comic book antihero be an antihero and have fun with it. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It, it wasn't so much that they converted the antihero into being a hero a la Elektra or fucking Daredevil or whatever the fuck. I don't know. But, like, y- you actually have Harley being Harley... Doing all the shit that she like the the same kind of peppy attitude that she has in the cartoon, but getting to see that on the full screen, and I guess being able to see Margot Robbie unleashed. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because yeah. oh yeah, the fucking name of the movie is Emancipation of Harley Quinn. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, it felt like she was so tamed down and had such cheesy jokes in Suicide Squad that like it's so nice to see her be herself. In this movie. Wait, 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 wait. There was a Suicide Squad movie? No. I just, I, it was a fever dream I had that I just can't stop talking about because it haunts me to this day. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was poorly edited in your dream. Yeah, no, no doubt. It, it's had the weirdest soundtrack, fucking <laughs> license tracks every five seconds. Who cuts off Bohemian Rhapsody mid-fucking way? Who does this? No one. That's who. Anyway, before this becomes a Suicide Squad episode, my one fault... On Birds of Prey, and it's hardly even a fault, but it does really help to know who Harley is going in, because, like, they throw a lot of you going in with the whole, like, you're probably wondering how I got here, you know, fucking, oh, yeah. you know, Deadpool fucking yeah. framing device that they even reused in Sonic the Hedgehog. Where it's like in media okay, res. Okay, but you can't credit this to Harley Quinn. No, no, like, I'm not crediting in media res to Harley. This is such an old fucking like, no, trope. No, no, no. It's, it's called in media res, where you start in the middle of the story. It's it's a thing that's existed in fiction forever. But I've just been seeing it so often in all these blockbusters because it feels like such like an easy way for them to start a movie, I guess. But like... It helps to know Harley and her relationship with the Joker as opposed to just how Margot explains it in the film. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm never going to forget when you turn to me as soon as the film started and we hear that narration, that fucking like, oh, so you're probably wondering how I got here. Fucking George turns to me and goes, oh, the unreliable narrator. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's just so common now. And I'm like... Bro, it's 30 seconds into the movie. 
Like chill. <laughs> I don't know. Chill. It was it was like one second away from doing the record scratch. You're probably yep. wondering what I'm doing here and being super Straight awkward. Straight and Medias res. And wow. All right. You know what? Pronunciation aside, um, I just I really liked being able to see Harley have fun with the character. Margot have fun with it. See, look at it. It's fucking interchangeable. They're like so equal. Margot Robbie and Harley. It's just like she's great for the role. But what I will say right now for Birds of Prey is I'm I'm yes. kind of happy they didn't use Jared Leto for that movie yeah. and kind of didn't bother with that because I just felt like his interpretation was like the other end of the extreme. Where, like, yep. they made him a sex icon, which Joker really should not be. Uh, and, and fucking they tried to illustrate a relationship where Joker and Harley were, like, in love. And there wasn't anything wrong. Like, there was no fucking issue. Because there is a very clear-cut fucking issue. Where did they... No, hold on a second. Where did Suicide they? Suicide Squad, I don't think, really illustrated that at all. Bro, they Since were... he clearly leaves her to drown in a car, only to be saved by Batman. In Suicide Squad? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. remember in it's Suicide Squad, there's that scene where he's they're talking to one of his henchmen. Oh, you like my girl, huh? And then yeah. he, there was that, and then there was he has to go back and get her because he loves her. They have that whole fucking montage but that's of how he he's turned possessive. Her. But but, but what they, I mean there there's a scene, I'm telling you, they clearly like their car goes into the water, her seatbelt is stuck, and he's literally like Later toots and leaves the fucking car and leaves her to drown. Uh, the only reason it, okay. she gets out is because Batman saves her. Even in that regard, it, it's it's something kind of fast and you'll miss it, I guess. I don't know. I just feel like it wasn't really enough for me to illustrate the dynamic that I got from the animated series. That's it. Um, but that, that aside, Birds of Prey, fun film. I love the cast that joins. It's not just Harley all day. Um, I kind of wish uh, Huntress showed showed up a little bit earlier, but you know what? I kind of like the way they did Same. it. Same. So uh, I, I, it was kind of oh, really well done mean, how they did it, though. So I can't complain. Um, all right. So moving on from Birds of Prey, we're moving on to number two. Uh, so I I kind of now that I know V for Vendetta is a film that existed and belongs to DC. That movie blew my fucking mind. Yeah. Um, it's incredible the music and all and the reason why i'm talking about that now is because it was gonna go here if i had to but but no we're not gonna do that number my actual number two is shazam um yeah yeah so it went off of your list and now is on mine shazam is okay. one of those first times everyone mentioned how refreshing it was to sort of have a superhero story like everyone is always really focused on um Changing the expectation, like, uh, what's it called that Star Wars fucking did all the time? It was... Uh, subverting expectations. Yeah, subverting, subverting your expectations. Everyone wants to do that with superhero movies, with the whole, like, let's make it more realistic and darker toned, and it's gotten more progressively darker and realistic, and it just kind of loses its style for me in a way, and that's where you get some of the later edgy, edgier ones, Batman versus Superman and whatnot. But, but Shazam was just like, hey, let's tell an actual superhero story where we yep. have a character who gets superpowers, and yeah, it's an origin story, but it goes a little bit beyond that. It goes a little bit more on how he saves people, his relationships to his family and how they're coping and how he lets in one of them on the secret. And it's like, this is this is fun. This is what we want to see a yep. superhero, like enjoying their powers and not be cursing their existence every five seconds. Um, yeah, so just Shazam was a very fresh, uh, breath of fresh air. Yeah, I already said fresh, whatever. Deal with it. Um, 
Yeah, and my one complaint, uh, Dr. Rude brought it up earlier, was that Billy Batson and Shazam really didn't feel like the same character. Yeah, and yeah, from yeah. what you're explaining to me, it's because they really didn't get to talk to each other on set, which makes Correct. sense, and you can see that in the film for sure. But holy crap, um, I forget the name of the kid who played him, but the the kid in the crutches, amazing. Uh, yeah amazing acting i i swear if i fucking hear i always hear people say like oh kid actors they're not supposed to be good they're supposed to play kids and i just want to slap them up upside the face and go look at this kid like he's a kid he has a personality he's not just i'm scared and then that's it i'm looking at you world war z in any case um Shazam was fun. I like it a lot. Uh, it, it was a good movie. Now, here's my... Do I say my honorable mentions well, before I'm trying one? to remember what... Oh. I, I just... I love that line, though. That that kid, the actor that you're talking about. Yeah. He's like, oh, Freddy. you're an orphan, and you're, uh, uh, you're an orphan, and you're handicapped. You've got so many things going for you. Why are you so glad? <laughs> That's such a good delivery of that line. Yeah, I'm an it's orphan, so and fucking I'm handicapped. Funny. I mean, I got so many things going for me. He's sarcastic <laughs> and and and, yeah. and like, no, his his comedic delivery was on point. He's a clever kid, dude. And that was and it's mm-hmm. not even just him too, because like he was my favorite for sure. But the entire family was was oh, very yeah. unique. They All had the their kids own personality. Were great. They didn't just. What I mean to say is they didn't just relegate them to the kids and just left yeah. it at that. Also, just a little quick note, their dad, um, uh-huh, wow. I know. Wow. No, but like, wow, he is a very handsome man. And like, <laughs> I, I literally was a little bit starstruck watching the movie. I could not stop looking at him. He's f- gorgeous. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Uh, your, your number five was what? My number five was Joker. My number four was Constantine. No. My number three was Birds of Prey. My number two would have been V for Vendetta, but I totally forgot Amazing movie, but it's Shazam and uh, honorable mentions. Sure. I was so close to putting Wonder Man over a oh, Wonder Man. Wow. No, <laughs> I was so close to putting Wonder Woman over Joker just because I felt like that was another film that brought us back to the joys fun. of being a hero. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Like saving people like the stuff that we want to see superheroes do not just mope around and curse their existence. How Except the- for act three, but we won't talk about that. See, that's it. How the fuck ever the last act of wonder woman is like a betrayal to the entire rest of the movie. And it just feels well, so counterproductive to the message. You can thank Warner brothers for that. Uh, like that was not the third act that fuck what's her name Adrian Patty Jenkins Patty Jenkins that is not the third act that Patty Jenkins had planned but Warner Brothers was like no we need a more colossal epic boss fight at the end it's just it's so weird because like the entire movie builds up this idea that there isn't one person it's really easy to consider one group of people or one person to be the cause of all your problems but life is more of a gray area and it's it's a give and take and it's not as easy as simple as just getting rid of one person and it ends everything an amazing fucking message in a superhero movie which is always (laughs) about just knocking out the villain and then that's it so I was like okay I really like this and I know I may not I, I might be alone in this, but I felt something very real when when she was crossing the battlefield. I get it; it's not super actiony. When she's impressive. crossing no man's land, you mean? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's super cool to see. Like that's a hero 
you yep. have the ability to do this to save people and protect them and do this this like thing that no one else can and you do it and people work with you it's not and that's the other end of it where superman is just like you look at batman versus super they're just touching his chest oh no people worked with wonder woman you know yeah that's again an honorable mention sorry i didn't mean to go that far also like i don't know if you noticed but i uh like a big thing for me is charisma in movies like especially for heroes. Yes. And the charisma and chemistry between Chris Pine's uh, uh Steve Trevor mm-hmm. and Gal Gadot's uh, uh Diana, Diane, yeah. is Diana. just it's palpable. Like they have such good chemistry together. Mm. They're both so charismatic. Now, I don't know if you're going to so agree great with me on here. screen. This is the thing here that I I I agree with you. They in fact, I think Chris Pine might be like I don't know the cause or whatever. I like Gal Gadot. Gadot, she's she's a good actress, but I will admit the first act she was a little bit rough in line delivery, and I wasn't sure. sure but she got way better as she's been playing the role, and that's all you can. Really I mean, ask dude, for. they had they had to give all the other Amazons accents just to make just to make her accent real? make sense. Really? What? Like they they yeah. actually did that to match around her accent? Yeah. Yeah, that's Robin interesting. Wright and all the other Amazons, or most of them, were American. Huh? Wow, they did a good job. <laughs> yeah, they just all adopted this vaguely Israeli accent just to make her accent make sense. Yeah, as again, she got better as the movie progressed. But anyway, that's not yeah, even absolutely. my fucking number one. Uh, another honorable mention, really quick. I'm gonna burn through them. Superman four. I like Nuclear Man. I don't care what anyone says. Um, Batman and oh. Robin. Whoa! No, Overly- no, no, no. I'm sorry. You don't get to just say that and get away with it. Why not? It's my list. What? 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 You're talking about the movie that gave Superman an undo beam. Listen, dude. With his eyes. I didn't. This is why it's not on my list. It's an honorable mention. Just because nuclear man bust through. I think it was the Great Wall of China. <laughs> and he yeah, rebuilds and, it. Yeah, and then vision. Superman looks at it <laughs> and it rebuilds itself. Rebuild what the vision. fuck? Look, I get it. I get it. There's a lot of problems with that movie. That's why it's not on the list. However, <laughs> All right, it's it, fine. It is hysterical. And on that same campy note, I'd like to bring up Batman and Robin. Um, possibly right, one I'm of the worst fucking uh, like representations of these characters. No. What? Not at all. No. No, BVS exists. Oh shit! Yeah, you're right. Never yeah, mind. Uh, I just because you look at Bane and they basically made him like a fucking you know a goon, fucking moaning and driving fucking the car and shit. I don't know. I kind of prefer that Bane over lovesick puppy dog. Dark it was Knight still Rises lovesick Bane. puppy dog Bane. Yeah, he was still in love that, with. That's Ivy. my problem with what how they've done Bane in the movies so far is like. Why can't Bane just be his own independent Bane who don't need no woman? Yeah, like, I could see that. I could totally see that. Too, why does both times we got him, why does he have to be under the thrall of some enchantress? Because when you're the muscle, this is, this is the why, fucking trope. Why? When you're the muscle, you need to have the female wiles guide you. That's the only reason why your muscles exist. That, that's no, the trope. I want my, my Cuban Bane. He's not, I want Cuban Bane. He's not Cuban. He's South American. I thought he was he's Mexican. Cuban. He lived in... He lived in Santa Prisca, which canonically is in the island of Cuba. Really? Yeah. I thought he was oh, a luchador. That's America. America. All right, sorry, so go much. ahead. I fucking know. I thought he was a luchador. <laughs> he is. But. but no, that aside, um, moving on really quick. Last honorable mention. I don't give a fuck, Catwoman. <laughs> That movie is hilarious. Oh, oh man. George. 
No. No. Now, moving on to my actual no, number no, one. No, 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 hold no, on. No, I don't want to do this because we're going to spend Wait, a long time one breaking one fucking this. second. Because that basketball scene oh, God. is the worst crime that has ever been put on film. You don't like to see a guy in a wig playing Holly Berry playing basketball? Should be, like, in violation of the Geneva Convention. Like, that is... The worst filmmaking I've ever seen in my life. There's a go there's ahead. A guy. Let's just let let let's just give Halle Berry pops. Yeah, props. Excuse me for actually showing up to the Razzies and accepting it. Absolutely, for worst and love that playing it, like playing it completely straight. Like she tried. She she genuinely tried. Oh um, yeah, for sure. But uh, no, I wanted to say uh, with Catwoman. There's actually a reviewer that I watch called YMS, Your Movie Sucks. He described that basketball scene as something very apt, and I actually agree with him. He says, I've never described a basketball scene as disgusting before, and <laughs> yep. it definitely was the most disgusting basketball scene we've ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's, uh, oh. it's garish. Anyway, my actual number one, and it's probably no surprise to anyone, The Dark Knight. So I know you mentioned Heath Ledger's Joker, and yes, he's not. It's on my uh, list. Having as much well, I like to. Th it's weird because he's having fun in the sort of like sociopath, like like psychopath, darker psychopath way, where he's not actually the campy fun Joker, which I can understand, huh? So, but here's my thing with that: is it, that, and that's fine because that Joker never would have worked in the Nolan verse. Right, and that's kind of why he did that, and I can understand right. that. Right, yeah. so I just wish that Nolan never would have done Joker. I See, I disagree with that myself because I like what I saw. It might not have been the best, but it is still a very well-written character, well-acted character. Um, the story itself is very well done. I feel like it does Batman in a realistic and edgy way without being too, like... Yeah, I mean, in Rises, like, especially was the whole, like, woe is me kind of thing. But I felt like with Dark Knight, it still felt vaguely realistic and grounded in that way. Um, yeah. And, and in terms of bombastic Jokerness, I mean, he still blew up the whole truck. He does all big things. He, he likes giant bombs. He was still kind of like an expressive artist in his chaos. He set the whole yeah. thing on fire with the, 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 mon like the money stack on fire. You know what him. I really, really didn't like? Well, is I mean, the, the obviously like. trying to be scary aspects of him. Ah. Like, do you want to know how I got these scars? Like that whole bit, I don't like. For he the was Joker. intimidating, and if we've learned anything from like Joker with um, Joaquin Phoenix, it's like you can make Joker intimidating, and that is a different version of the character that works. I mean, granted, it may I, not work for you. I totally understand that, but I kind of like this dark, darker edgier joker that's more like you know um maniacal in that regard where it's like deranged there instead of the very obvious deranged where we got jared leto it's a very it's a I, sweet spot and i feel I, like it, you may not like it james i completely understand that i however think the dark knight is possibly one of the the best batman movies and i try not to have batman uh, the tim burton batman on here because i knew dark knight was going to be my number one i didn't want to have too many batman movies even though i have joker and birds of prey um <laughs> regardless of that like i love the original batman movies but i i rewatched dark knight See, a lot this is one of the reasons that i give so much accolade though to batman begins is mm. because they like they were able to deliver a very accurate 
a scarecrow that still fit in a realistic setting. I but just, it was still like... I just, I, I agree with you. He's a great scarecrow. I, I agree with you completely. Red Eye is amazing as scarecrow. But like the one thing I hated about Batman Begins is he gets taken out so easily. Who, Scarecrow? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Scarecrow's kind of a bitch villain. Like, but really. But still, like, <laughs> it, it felt like at least Dark Knight had a better, like, build up to what they were going for and how it, it kind of proved Joker wrong in his, uh, mentality you know what i mean he used it against him and he didn't realize that people were good and whatnot not good but you know what people can be good I don't know. uh scarecrow was the just the two-face of batman begins he was just the secondary villain yeah yeah i guess i could i could see that as well the I, primary I, villain was definitely rage but even then it's just oh, i felt like jo me personally i felt like heath left a bigger impact than Ra's al ghul or, or in my opinion all right that's just me and, and uh, he it, earned that fucking academy award yeah post homius oh. Homune? Oh, fuck. Post-humorous. The one where... <laughs> the post Thank humor. you. No, it's not post-humor. Post-humorous. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I really like uh, Dark Knight. It's a very good movie. I wish I could say the same. By the way. I wish I could say the same for Dark Knight Rises, because I I, li I was liking yeah. it a lot, and then some parts towards the end, I'm like, ooh, why? why? There's ooh, one thing why? in that movie that I like, and it's, it's the thing I Anne thought Hathaway. I was going to hate, and it was Catwoman. Yeah. Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway, yeah. she was good. Anne Hathaway's Catwoman was great. I think she did this nice little callback to like Lee Merriweather's Catwoman. Mm -hmm. Not only in her look, but in the way she acted the character, which I thought oh, was great. Oh, holy shit. I'm sorry. And Commissioner Gordon? Um, oh yeah, he's he's the best commissioner Gordon Gary I've Oldman. ever seen. Gary or Oldman? Yeah, yeah. yeah G Gary Oldman killed it as as the commish. Like it, it, that For him, sure. he fucking like I love Aaron Eckhart and he was great as Two Face, but like he kind of sold the feeling of the people. Like if yeah, you want to yeah. get an idea For of sure. how the people are feeling, you go to fucking uh, Gary Oldman, fucking Commissioner Gordon over here. Anyway, I like the Dark Knight a lot. Um, but anyway, that's my list. I would have totally put V for Vendetta on number one just because that movie's incredible, but I didn't think of it. Too bad. Um, moving on, the dude, what you got for me for your list? So both of you have really good picks. Uh, I feel kind of shitty because mine is really just Batman and Superman all on this list. Do it. Uh, <laughs> wait, wait, sorry. wait. The dude uh, picking Superman a lot on his list? I didn't see it coming. I don't know what you're talking about. I know, I know. But he just has so much charisma. <laughs> <laughs> so, number five, uh, not surprising, Man of Steel. Mm -hmm. uh, as, soon, as soon as I got out of the theaters, I described it as akin to having an orgasm after sex. That's how fucking emotionally invested and happy I was after watching that movie. Mm -hmm. Like... It fucking filled me with such particular glee. Man of Steel, it, it filled me with a lot of hope. I, I really enjoyed everything I saw. The beginning, uh, first 30 minutes of it with Jarrell versus Zod was something yeah. that I always longed to see. Just just Zod's inner insurrection. You only hear about it yep. in the in the classic Reeves movies. But this time you get to see it. And you get to see more of just this really other world of Krypton. You don't get to see that a lot in the in the other films. Not as much as you'd like, honestly. It's all always fucking like crystals and shit. Would you prefer a uh, film of get... just that? Like like um Superman story Hon Superman? Honestly? Well, I felt like that's what we all thought we were going to get in the Krypton TV show, but it's not. Huh. No, yeah. Um but 
that being said, uh, Henry Cavill fucking nailed it. I actually really love Diane Lane's Martha Kent. Really oh, yeah. love her Martha. And um, I'm sorry, but Michael Shannon, I, I fucking was wrong. I, I thought I learned my lesson. I thought he wasn't going to be able to do it, but he nailed Zod oh, in my absolutely. opinion. Absolutely. I just, dis- just agree. What? Of course you I, do. I just How? think his performance is so not even. He shouts some of his lines out of nowhere. I, I just thought he was funny more than not, but that's just me. <laughs> but that's Zod. He's constantly either yelling or foreboding. It, yeah. I guess it just didn't come off as intimidating as it just came off as whiny. <laughs> I don't know. Michael no, Shannon I'm has like an inherent like intimidation for me. Like Something about him is unsettling just in and of itself. I mean, he can no so, doubt be intimidating. I just, for whatever reason, was just not touching. It was not hitting me with that movie. All right. Not not only that, but there were like emotional moments. I fucking legitimately cried when Clark flew for the first time, and you see yeah. him smiling, and he's going from the Arctic into the like the Sahara of the of Africa, and like you see zebras and shit. Like I rewatch Man of Steel almost as much as the Reeves movies. If not equal to. I was going to say, it's a very Reeves um, scene, too. It is. It mm-hmm. is. And as much shit as we're gonna, we want to knock Zack Snyder, he fucking actually superimposed Reeves' face on Cavill during a scene in the film that if you pause it, you catch it, where he's breaking the world engine. And I thought, what a fucking like, tip of the hat. You know, let's, let's acknowledge where we came from. And I thought that's always great. Huh. And I'm not a big fan of his quick... I don't know how I feel yeah, about his, that. his quick sights into things. He likes to do his little references to, like, exact comic panels, and that's it. Uh, in terms of, like, that, that, just before that scene, though, the scene where he's holding up the collapsing structure is one of the best oh, examples yeah. of, the muscle, oil rig. of muscle porn in a superhero movie. For sure. Like, it's like it's that scene and one. the Chris Evans helicopter scene. Are I like, was actually gonna bring bring up the Evan scene. Yeah, that one's another one that just like it's muscle porn. Yeah, it's sure. just muscle porn. It's like, hey, we worked out for this, and now you have to see it. <laughs> so number four is the Dark Knight for me. Ah, hey. Uh, <laughs> now, as much you know, credit I give to uh, Doctor Rude's opinion. <laughs> um, this one, I'm sorry, I don't share it. I understand. I understand what you wanted from the Joker. I understand what you wanted Nolan to do with the Joker. If he wasn't, if he was going to do the Joker, this wasn't it. I understand that. But if you take that out of it and you just watch it as a film, it's so well acted. The performances are fucking immeasurable. And honestly, the hype I got the night it came out, and I still hold it to this day, my memory of my friend hauling ass down 8th Street to get to Mausley America's film theater. And like we we got in there, packed house, and it's just beautiful to hear that screaming when you see Joker's uh, mask being removed. Uh, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stranger. Like, it's such a fucking iconic opening. Oh, the bank robbery just, scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it's literally a Michael Mann scene. Like, it's just so well done. And each goon is killing each other. It, it, honestly, you could rewatch that movie time and time again. But I don't watch it for the Joker. 
I watch it for my favorite villain of Batman, which is Two Face. Ah, yes, which I Aaron thought Eckhart. was n- nailed perfectly by Aaron. Mm-hmm. I thought he did it perfectly. The emotions, not only that, uh, this is a little. Uh, a little private here, but I'm going to say it publicly. Fuck it. Uh, I used his monologue for when he's trying to kill Jim Gordon's kid. I used that as a monologue for an acting class and I got an A on it. Because hey. um, <laughs> that monologue is so fucking it good is. and it's so impactful. If I, uh, also, it's just like, if I may say something really quick about Aaron Eckhart before we move on from him. Uh, the dude, um, I just want to say, I actually, he's my headcanon for playing a James in a Silent Hill 2 movie. Ooh, that'd be real good. Yeah, I think he's Here's just my problem, though. I haven't liked him in anything else he's done. You didn't see Thank You for Smoking? Oh, that's right. He was good in that. He was very good. Sorry, I liked that movie a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, I fucking love Harvey Dent. I thought it was yeah. fucking great. Um, for me, that stole the movie for me. And I incessantly quoted i memorized that dialogue i actually own a replica uh dark knight two-faced uh coin and one side was burned scarred it was a replica a movie one-to-one replica and i loved it um physically a little yes oh dear uh this is this is a little it's the pressure uh it's a, (laughs) a little sad to say but i I got into a really dark headspace and I dedicated like a year to making all my decisions with the flip of a coin to see how it would work my out. My God. And let me tell you, fuck. <laughs> let me tell you, uh, pretty fucking bad. Anyway, you don't say, you don't say, <laughs> uh, it, but you do lose, uh, a lot of identity when you do something like that. And I, I, it got into a real dark headspace and, you sympathize a lot with Harvey. Um, uh, okay. My my number three, I'm actually shocked no one else picked it, but I'm also happy nobody else picked it because I get to be the because George keeps calling me edgy, so I get uh, just brand me with the fucking edgy. On yeah, the you already got that brand, just like the edgy brand. Just just like damage seared in. Uh, Watchmen. <laughs> Watchmen. Watchmen. I absolutely love the movie. Should, I think it, it has should a, have been on my honorable mentions. I I think the ending is better than the original comic. Agreed. Just 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 me spitballing here. The casting, fucking amazing. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm sorry. Patrick Wilson as Night Owl was so fucking good, and uh, I watched the director's cut from time to time. I cannot watch the theatrical. I don't like it. The director's cut adds a lot more, and I just love everything Zach was doing for this film. He even did that animated Tales from the Black Freighter, which I think is amazing. Uh, excuse me. I really enjoyed uh, Dr. Manhattan CGI. Mm-hmm. And sure, blue penis. Who gives a shit? But it fit. It fit <laughs> and it hit all the narrative tones. And blue penis. Also- who cares? It fit. <laughs> Wait. Adrian, I just want to. I, I'm curious. Do you when so when you rewatch it? Do you watch the one that has the tales from the the animated sequences cut in, or just the theatrical cut, or the director's cut? Director's cut. I don't own that other version. The I've ultimate. Been looking cut. for it. Yeah, I I I've yet to see it. 
It's I mean I've it's a lot of movie to watch because it's 215 minutes long. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, right, but uh, yeah, but look, man, I'm in it to win it, bud. Yeah, uh, it's my favorite version I, of the movie. Sorry, go ahead. But the my favorite deleted scene, obviously, is when Night Owl One dies. Mm. That's such a good scene. Yep, and and it's very emotional, and it just it grounds you. Oh, um, and Jeffrey Dean Morgan, dude. Oh, oh yeah, the comedian. He nailed it. Fuck, bro, he nailed no it. No one has brought um, up Rorschach. Fuck Rorschach. I'm in terms well, of as a character portraying him, he looks no, 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 like he yeah. jumps straight out of the comic. It's I, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Jackie fucking nailed it. But uh, I really loved the entire film. I'm just you got to give me some time. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And you two keep interrupting me, so it's hard. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, but. Like you have both Silk Spectres, Carla Gugino and um, Malene Ackerman. Fucking, they were great, even though they were only two years or three years like separated in age. But Carla Gugino did really good job with the makeup, and and she looked older. She pulled it off, and just the scenes fucking hit hard, man. I really enjoy that fucking movie. I know it's not as beloved or whatever, but I really enjoyed it. And special shout out to Solid Snake who helped write the fucking screenplay. Yep. Solid Snake, David Hader. The yep. voice David Hader is in the writing credits and he's written the screenplay for What Watchmen. the fuck? That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know that. He also wrote uh X-Men one and two, didn't he? Yes he did. Yeah. The better ones. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So what's next on your list, my dude? So number two, uh, so we got James with the uh, the Batman eighty nine and uh, sixty six, and I didn't see any Burton on your list. Uh, but mine is Batman Returns. Okay. Okay. This is my mother's favorite Batman movie. Nice. And therefore, we have watched it a lot of times in my childhood. We wore that VHS tape. Thin, my man. Oh, so did uh, I, but for different reasons. Oh God. Oh Michelle, yeah, M- no. M- Michelle Fe- <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer, bro. But also, just can we talk about just how great these scenes were shot? Oh yeah, and how much like Warner Brother trusted Burton. Okay, we eighty nine sold like bangbusters, but this one he really had a budget. So yeah, with Batman Returns, you see like, oh, this is actually of actual budget. It's like really fucking well lit. It's well done. Danny DeVito's Penguin. Oh, yeah. Holy fuck. And just the fact that they actually had penguins. Yep. And they made it comfortable for them. And they had like igloos and shit. All of that stuff is the reason they didn't bring Tim Burton back for the third one. (laughs) Well, you go out on a high note. Uh Uh-huh. Because he I was guess. expansive. <laughs> I mean, that environment oh, for was sure. gorgeous, though. Like, can you blame him? Well, the thing is, that environment was the major budget of the movie. And that uh, Gotham City stayed constructed in, like, somewhere in the fields of fucking of, of Britain, of England, for, like, 15 years. Because they didn't want to pay to knock it down. I mean, and it's so pretty, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but now, but I bet, like, for those 15 years during the later part, it looked like fucking uh, Chernobyl. Yeah, right? Um, oh, my God. 
but but still, it's just the acting on all fronts. Uh, Keaton, Devito, mm-hmm. uh, Pfeiffer, even Christopher Walken, who literally looked like a fucking cat. I mean, even I mean, especially Christopher Walken. All he did was walk no, in no, here. Uh, I mean, really. <laughs> I mean, but he was just being Christopher Walken. Yeah. I mean, he's one of those actors, I mean, along with Nicolas Cage, uh, yeah, The Rock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, the person who sold it the most was Pfeiffer with her dramatic scenes yes. and how she can flip through one mo- mood at a time. Mm-hmm. Par- particularly, um, can we talk about really quick... The the dance number where they're where they're the only ones not wearing masks yeah. at the masquerade ball. That's such an, a powerful scene. Yeah, yeah. Symbolism. Such good use yep. of symbolism. Of course. Great. Uh so just to go over my list before I go to my honorable mention, my number one, or do we do honorable mention then no, no, redo just the five, list? four, three, two, honorable mentions, and then we bring it on home. Okay, five, Man of Steel, fuck you, Garrett. Four, uh, The Dark Knight, fuck you, Kimbro, and fuck you, James. Uh, three, Watchmen, fuck you, anybody who hated the movie. That's just fuck you. That's fuck you, Bone. You haven't finished. What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Why the fuck are you taking forever to and read your number three? Uh, <laughs> number three was Watchmen. Number two is Batman Returns. And uh, my honorable mention... And this one, I know I'm gonna get yelled at. Batman Forever. Um, I'm okay with it. Th- th- okay, I pretty much am. I-, I don't like any of it aside from the Joker, maybe, or not Joker. I'm sorry, Wait, um, Joker? Riddler. Riddler. Yeah, which he kind of played him like a Joker anyway. Oh yeah, absolutely. But whatever, like. Well, both of them, both of them acted like the Joker. Yes. Yep. Both of them acted like the Joker. But, uh, well, yes. Yes, it's it's not it doesn't hold up, you can argue. I enjoy it for what it is because Schumacher was trying to combine uh Burton's Batman and 66 Batman. Yeah, and Bat Nipples. That was no, that was Robin. <gasps> oh. Wait, Batman Batman had Bat Nipples. No, but that was in Batman oh, no, and Robin. No. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. No, Continue. but also in Forever. But also in forever, yeah, because he had the zoom in on the cod piece in the butt. Right. Yep. I could have remembered there was a zoom in or something, and you see it super well. All right. And for like ten years, as my defense on this movie, I used uh, Bob Kane said uh, that Val Kilmer was the best Bruce Wayne he's ever seen. Did he really? Uh, he did. But Bob Kane's a piece of shit. All hail Bill Finger. <laughs> um, Fair. <laughs> Finger gang, finger but gang. Ba- oh. Goddamn, hashtag finger gang. Um, so Batman Forever also, again, Two-Face, and it's Tommy Lee Jones. And if he had a better script, oh. he would have nailed that shit out of the fucking park. Uh, maybe. It's a shame. I don't know. I, I don't know. I wanted to believe Tommy. Tommy Lee's a great actor, but I just I don't know if he could salvage that or if anyone could have salvaged that. My favorite thing about that movie is how much Tommy Lee Jones hated Jim Carrey. Ah. Oh, for sure. That is like my favorite uh, like thing about that movie because it, it's so obvious while watching the movie. It's great. Um, 
Also, I'd like to just point out the beginning scene of the robbery with the vault and all that, which is like straight up a comic book. Yes. Yep. Who the fuck robs an entire vault with a helicopter? Um, in Fast and the Furious, Tom, they did it with a car. Cool. <laughs> that was actually, yeah, it was a car. Yeah, uh, that just as comic booky as Batman. If we're gonna be honest. Oh yeah, so. for sure. But uh, Two Face did while he was hamming it up. If you take those lines and you do the voice from the animated series Batman, mm-hmm. Harvey, and you do those lines as that voice, it's perfect. Hmm. I mean, I it's disagree, but I hear you. Perfect. <laughs> um, still though, I I tried really hard to find a place for forever here. It's also the first uh, superhero movie I saw in theaters. Oh wow! I was too young. I was three years old for Returns, so this was the first one I saw in theaters. And let's be honest, who didn't fucking have a Riddler cup from Me. McDonald's or Burger King? I forget which one. <laughs> oh, you missed I out. Yep. You missed out. Oh, well. Okay. No, see, my, my first superhero one. movie I can remember was Returns, because I'm a year older than you. And my dumbass was Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I saw Batman and Robin in theaters, too. Yeah, I loved I Arnold. I didn't know who Batman was really um, before that. Go ahead. Sorry. My number one, it's literally the same as James, Superman 2. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is the one I rewatch. I watch one and two yearly. It's a ritual. Um, Superman 2, is, is it hits harder for me simply because it's the one that has the most fighting. You know, you have Zod ver- and, and crew, yep. Ur- Ursa and Non versus Clark. It's... Mm-hmm. Really good. It hits hard. Um, let's also talk about the fact that Clark kissed Lois, revealed who he was, and then kissed her again to make her forget. <laughs> I will admit that and the cellophane S are both really fucking goofy for me. Yeah, I don't really know what the thought process was there. <laughs> See, that's goofy for you. But what about the time that they were teleporting? Huh? In the fort- in the Fortress of Solitude, uh, Superman was teleporting, being chased by Non. Oh yeah! But he goes to Lois and says, "Oh, he always fell for this trick uh, in elementary school or pre or kindergarten." And I'm like, Clark, you were a baby. What the fuck are you talking about, kindergarten? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we saw you be a toddler in the ship in Superman One. Who the fuck? And that's when you realize, oh, Richard Donner wasn't there for that. Yep. Probably. Listen, Krypton is a very advanced society. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're a baby, you're in kindergarten. That's right. When you're a, tra- a toddler, you're pretty much graduating college. Let's just be honest. Um, I originally was going to have Superman 1 here because it's more emotional. It's the first one. Yeah. But the first one that really did it for me was 2. And this is our list, so fuck you. Yeah, that's right. It's whatever I want. And since this son of a bitch got three in his number one, and he just said, oh, it's Superman 2, but it's really one, two, and three, mine is Superman 2 and one. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> Uninclude three. Why not? Three is okay. I don't really have that much attachment. Listen, bro, oh, I'm the one true. pushing Although, for nuclear, man. I don't think I'm one to talk. Uh, okay, but three does have that great drunk Superman scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where he's just like fucking destroying all the bottles at a bar mm-hmm. and then he fights Clark at a junkyard and it's so symbolic 
Uh, it it was because they put tar in the synthetic kryptonite. You remember that? Yeah, I and mean, we got like red kryptonite. Yeah, it's fun and zany. Like it's it's you take variables and oh no, they added tar to the kryptonite. You're like you know stuff like that. You, I guess a lot of people. Do you remember don't like why that. they added tar to the kryptonite? Because they couldn't find a. Richard Pryor was missing. doing the components of kryptonite. Couldn't figure out what the last component was and looked at his cigar or his cigarette and went, huh, tar. <laughs> I guess it worked. <laughs> so also, stupid. this is the first time. I've ever seen it, but I'm sure it happened in the comics where Superman freeze breath an entire lake, took it and melted it over a, a, a melty, so, uh, right. an exploding. Fire, right? Someone needs to explain stage. that scene to me because I never understood how a guy with fucking cold breath needed to do that to the river instead of just blowing on the fucking fire. Uh, uh, plot. Okay, got it. Because it's like, there's something, Superman has a lot of useful powers and I feel like he sometimes goes out of his way to like... Really, you know flex. what's really funny? I had such a huge other problem with that scene that I didn't even think about that that he could have just blown oh, the fire. Out. Is it the shoot thing? No, it's no, it's that same scene, but it's that if you pick up a frozen sheet of ice from one side, it's just gonna break. That's true too. That, no, that always bothered no, me as we, a kid. Go ahead. But oh, as a kid. Oh, but what? I'm sorry. You, same scene. You, we know now. We know now that he can extend his bioelectric aura yes. to anything. Oh, Jesus. And it'll... Oh, fuck you, I'm George. I'm just saying. But wait, really quick on that scene before we move on. Right after that, after he puts out the fire, he takes the people on the roof, rips off a chemical, like, pipe, like a chemical exhaust pipe, and then says, slide on down. It's safe. Don't touch the sides. Like, <laughs> it's a chemical fucking, like, exhaust chute. Anyway, that's Still. all. Ah, they'll be fine. They're humans. <laughs> they'll just get cancer. Uh, but that's uh, that's my list, guys. Alrighty, I feel like we had some good pretty list. good lists. Yeah. Oh, how long did the show go? Yeah, we got we got a pretty a uh, solid, solid, chunky show. But you know what? I feel like oh we can just God. we could just attest that to us having a lot of content to bring out, and and if those will listen, then we will come. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> It's a it's a girthy show. It's very girthy. But anyway, um, we hope you enjoyed this episode of Fan Freaks and our Freaky Five Best DC Movies. Uh, be sure to check us out on Facebook at F A N F R E K S Fan Freaks, or you can yell at us on Twitter. I am Bone King TV, and my cohorts are Adrian uh, M D O D on Twitter and Instagram, and I am at Doctor D R Rude M D on Twitter. Alrighty. Uh, hey, so remember when you offered me that position on the Avengers and I turned it down for DC or for Justice League? Turns out it was a janitorial position. So I was wondering if you still had an opening. Is that dude on the phone? Uh, yeah. Dude, this guy's fucking nuts. I don't know what Bruce's problem is, but he needs to fucking feed me. Wait, Bruce Wayne is Batman? Oh, uh, no, I didn't say that. What are you, what are you talking about? Guys, you just want me to get fucking killed and or fired? Uh, we wanted you for the Avengers call center. Does it include medical? 